Welcome to Swordnut Radio, where we make fools of ourselves for your amusement. Tonight, the mist in the mirror. Do we ever reach an age when we're not all terrified of a tiny idea that could alter us inside and twist us away from all the lies? Okay, so I'm testing out the new lapel mic here, and hopefully it won't suck. Myself and my fiance Cheryl decided to go to the theatre the other night. And it was really rather good. It was a horror. It was a horror play um, called The Mist in the Mirror. Now, The Mist in the Mirror uh, is being shown at the Oldham Coliseum Theatre at the moment. Right now, it's the 7th of February, and it's showing at the Oldham Coliseum until the 21st. It's then going on a tour, uh, which will last from, um, well, from now up until Saturday the 9th of May, uh, going around lots of um, local theatres and things like that. I recommend everyone go and watch it. It's brilliant. The stage play was adapted by Ian Kershaw and directed by Kevin Shaw. We thought it was a fantastic thing. Um, it turns out it's an adaption of a book by Susan Hill, who was the author of The Woman in Black. She made a very good film uh, and a very good stage play in its own right. So this is probably going to turn out to be pretty popular. It's a very, very good play. Lots of interesting visuals, lots of interesting sounds, um, small cast but great production values, and uh, I was watching this thinking, this is going to make a fantastic role-playing game. Why, why, why you know, I would, I would love to write a game like this. And I thought, okay, fair enough, I'll run this. So I was trying to remember everything I could, and I've got all the details wrong with the names. Um, I had to remember one thing or another, so I had to forget the names and remember the plot. So there are some places where we deviate from the plot, because it is a role-playing game, and players make choices. Some of those choices were, were interesting, and I think put a, a, an interesting wrinkle in there. I've not read the book, so I don't know how close I am to that. And I don't know if anything that the players did coincided with something that happened in the book. The biggest difference is going to be that the protagonist is now two people. In the play, it was one person by name of James Monmouth. And I had two people wanting to play. And I thought, well, I can't take away, you know, I can't put one person centre stage and make the other person a second bit player. So I made them siblings, they're the brother and sister, and they are treated sort of equally in terms of, you know, in game terms, they're treated equally. The plot is not directed at either one of them, it is directed at both of them. We got about halfway through, so we will pick this up again another time. Maybe we might add another player in. It depends. So generally speaking, when not enough people want to play the D&D game, we'll play something else. And it's either going to be Inspectors or this. So depending who's there. If Alex and Mike aren't there, we can't play this because their characters need to go on. But if someone else wants to join in, uh, we will roll up another character and they can join in as well. So we're going to include some character creation, which is a little bit confused. None of us have ever played Fate before. And we were sort of leafing through, and I decided that because this is set at about 1910, that we would use the skill set from Spirit of the Century. Now, I don't have the Spirit of the Century core book. All I have is a prompt that I wrote for my Game in a Card Sleeve system. Go on YouTube, look it up, Game in a Card Sleeve Fate, and you'll see what, what I'm on about there. So I've got a skill prompt there, which has the major differences between Fate core and Spirit of the Century. There will be a lot of typing noises because we just couldn't avoid it. So please bear with us, and it does go away 
after we get into the story because they're not typing into their character sheets anymore. Uh, this was the form fillable PDF Fate Core character sheet, which is available for download on the Evil Hat website. Go check out Evil Hat. They're brilliant. Fred Hicks is really nice and um, they're, they're very helpful and they write an awesome game. I'll get out of your way. Enjoy. We'll go through Mike first. Just take me through your character sheet. My name is Cecil Monmouth. My refresh is five. My high concept is a gentleman adventurer. My my trouble is I love a good mystery. My other aspects are that Rose always has my back. My investigations always work out, almost. I'm completely task-focused. My skills are great. I have investigation. Good is science and resolve. For fair, I have resources, deceit, and empathy. For average, I have a rapport, drive, athletics, and guns. My stunts are power of deduction, hard build, and shield of reason. Alex, you want to take me through Rose? I'm playing Rose Monmouth. She does have a real name, but only her brother knows it. <laughs> my high concept is Lady Adventurer. The trouble is that I am um, too loyal to my brother. Um, my other aspects are I've gone native. I'm unafraid of challenge, and I'm a born gambler. So the skills that I've taken, I've taken gambling is great. So good, I've got resolve and contacts. Fair, I've got endurance, investigation and repair. And for my average, I've got academics, sleight of hand, deceit and alertness. Stunts, I've got always a way out, which is plus two advantage rolls when I need to escape. And one that was made up called Gambler's Eye, where I use gambling instead of alertness my gambling skill instead of alertness when in like social situations when people are involved. Okay, to recap your story, you are the Monmouth children. Your parents died when you were five. You don't really remember anything about your life in England. But you were shipped out to Africa, to Nigeria, to live with friends of the family who were well-to-do. Now, you had uh, an allowance, you had an inheritance, and you have come of age. And while you do like your family in, also your, your surrogate family in Nigeria, you decided that, you know, you, you never felt that you belonged there. You know, it was always that family and you two. And you were always in the thick of things together, you know, always the best of friends because, you know, you didn't really feel like you had anyone else who you could trust. One day in the library, you found a book that you didn't recall having seen before. And about the same, same sort of time that you were discovering, you know, trying to, trying to figure out what to do with your lives, that you found this book and started reading it. It was a book written by a man called Conrad Vane, who travelled the world, saw lots of things, saw lots of peoples, and you were sort of became slowly obsessed between you about the, the, the life of this man and um, the travels he had. And you thought this would be a great way to spend your formative years, your, uh, you know, your first rush of adulthood into the world is going to be this this great adventure following the footsteps of Conrad Bain. Those travels took you to Ceylon, to India, to Kenya, uh, so around Africa, around, you know, all sorts of places. So to Polynesia, you've, you, you know, you've been to a lot of places, uh, some of them more civilised than others. And you have got to the stage where you are now considering what is it you're going to do with this? You know, you've had a, a good, you know, five, six, seven years of, of traveling. Now you're thinking, you know, the money isn't going to hold out forever. You can't, you know, make a living doing this uh, forever. Even though, you know, you can make a living in gambling, you do lose some. 
but you're starting to think, you know, what should we do with all of this? You know, we've, we've, we've had these travels. What do we do now? And it occurs to you to head back to England where you will research the man himself. So you've had a lot of information about his travels, but not a lot about the man himself. And so all you've really got to go on is his writing style, which is always, you know, sensitive and uh, well-informed and seems to be that he cares deeply about the people that he meets and things like that. So you'd like to, to do some research on this guy and eventually publish a novel detailing this man's life from his early days all the way through to the end of his life and the travels that you had following him. And this, this will be something that you, you can do. You know, feel like this is something that between you, you could make, you, you could make the, your lives doing this. Uh, and it would be a suitable method of income for your class. It's 1910, and you're travelling to England for the first time, and it is raining like it has never rained before. It's winter, it is late December, and you have arrived in London in the dark and in the pouring rain. What would you like to do? Okay. Right, we should probably finally made it then, so, uh... Are we, have you arrived by boat or what? We've arrived by boat. Boat. Uh, so we're in the harbour then. Uh, I guess we're in it, London docks. So I'm wanting to collect my gear first. My, uh, my uh, suitcases and my uh, trunks and what have you. And then I'm guessing go inhale a cab. Well, uh, the, the captain informs you that uh, he can send a porter with your, your belongings. You have several large trunks. This is everything you own. So you would have a, a briefcase with your personal effects in. Uh, okay. Both of you would have would have some sort of you know, travel bag that you'd be able to carry with you. But the rest of it is going to be in trunks, which you can have sent to your lodgings when you find them. Okay. Can we say what we thought we'd have? Where we're going to stay here? That's a good question. Yeah, that's no. probably something we should uh, we should sort out. Uh, does the captain know of any place that's uh, I don't know not cheap and cheerful, but um, does he know of any good lodgings? The captain will inform you that he he doesn't know of any lodgings that would be open this time of night. However, he does know of a place that would be open. It's not luxurious, but is not disreputable. That's fine. Can we get directions for that? He will surely give you. So, what do you think, Rose? Should we uh, head over? Or yeah, I'm happy with that. Oh, I need to change into something warmer or freezing. <laughs> All right. Okay. On your way to your lodgings, uh, it's the the boarding house of Harvey Badsworth, and uh, the cab, which is a, a horse-drawn carriage, a sort of small horse-drawn carriage, will drop you off outside the door. Okay. Uh, I'm going to make sure is. Make sure Rose is okay and uh, I'm going to knock on the door. Yeah, it is around about 10 o'clock towards midnight kind of time. Oh, it's right. Quite late, okay. quite late at night. Yeah, I'm going to knock on the door. You stand in the door getting absolutely soaked through and you're starting to shiver and eventually the door opens a crack and by the light of a, a small lantern uh, you see uh, a man of, of medium build, balding hair and an unshaven face 
uh, sort of looking up at you. Do I know the name Harvey Bunsen? You do. We are looking for a gentleman named Harvey Bansworth. We heard he owns this establishment. Are you fair him? We were given your details by our captain. Yes, captain. He says you, you might have a room or at least shelter for the night. He's going to look you up and down and he's going to say, that look like no, no, sailors. Uh, ah, no, we look like, look like well-to-do folks. We were passengers. Alright, say no more, say no more, yeah, just stay. Uh, you want to you come in, uh, get out of this rain? Yeah, please, if that's, if that's okay. So he's going to invite you in, and the area laughing, that you're going to move into. Sorry? I'm laughing, Paul, because that's the same voice you used for that dodgy dealer cat in the last game <laughs> It's from the same part of London. <laughs> it's just Docklands, you know? Say no more, say no more. <laughs> you'll, you'll find I don't have too many accents. Uh, <laughs> at least not ones I'm comfortable with. I'm actually quite good at accents, but if anyone's listening to me, that you know, I, you know, I, I get all nervous. Um, <laughs> so he's he's going to lead you in, and apart from the light of his lantern, the the entrance lobby of this this man's establishment, if that's what it is, is is almost completely pitch black. He's going to look at and go, uh, "Is it one room or two?" Um, we'll just take one room. Yeah, sure. That's okay with you. Yeah. No, I, I don't ask no questions, mate. You know, uh, and he's going to lead you up to your room. Uh, he's going to say, "We serve breakfast at seven, and he is a shilling." I'm going to give him two shillings, or three. One for uh, opening the uh, open the door for us, and two for the uh, breakfast in the morning. Okay. At this point, I would like both of you to roll alertness for me, please. So the way you do that is that you see what you've got in alertness. If you don't have it, it's it's at zero, which is mediocre. So you just roll four fake dice, or if you've got a skill, you add, it'll say plus two, plus three, whatever. Um, so you add your fate roll to that and tell me what result is. Zero, still. So mediocre. Alex? Um, can I use my gambler's eye to check out the innkeeper's body language? If that's what we're looking at, uh, it, it's not. You said you it can was do pitch that as black. Well. Um, it is pitch black, so yeah, I would like you to to roll an alertness as well. I don't actually know what I'm doing. Am I rolling? So you just, roll just four dice. If it's plus four, do I just roll four dice? No, no. Uh, so you roll. So if you've got a, you've got a plus four in alertness, have you? No, in oh, gambling. Oh, gambling. You, okay. you said that was fine. Yeah, I don't okay. have to, but no, that's, that's fine. Uh, what what we're we're rolling for is what you see in the room at this point. So it's just a, it's just an alertness rather than All right. gambling. Yeah, we can do that still, in a second. Okay, I still don't know what I'm rolling. Okay, so um, what's your alertness skill? Do you have a? Is, uh, it's just average plus one. It's plus one. Okay, so you roll four fate dice. Yeah. And, so and then just now. add one to it. Yes. So uh, you get what's the total? Uh, zero. So you rolled a minus one on the fate dice. I don't know. It just says zero. Will I add one to that? So you rolled the fake dice and it came up with zero? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so you add one to that. Okay. Alright, so that means... Sorry, sorry, that's fine, I'll know now. Yeah, uh, what's your first roll, you know? Uh, so that's an average, uh, Mike, you've got a mediocre. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're not going to see anything in the inside of this room, it is dark in there. Alex, do you, do you want to see about this uh, this chap? Yeah, I don't want us to get fobbed up or anything. Okay, uh, so you're going to make another roll? Two plus four is six. Six, which is fantastic. 
So you're going to look this guy up and down um, as... I just uh, want to make sure we're not getting overcharged or it's going to rob us in our sleep or whatever. You're going to look at this guy and you you get the sense that he's he's a dodgy chap, but he is, uh, he's probably not going to do anything to you as long as you're paying. All right. You know, you, you get the sense that, that his, his tolerance of bullshit is quite low um, if he's not getting paid. You should be more trusting, Rose. I'm sure you'll be fine. So he's still there, like... You know, just <laughs> I, I, I didn't just say that out loud. This was my impression <laughs> to it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like you. You look dodgy. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, I'm gonna, that's the trouble on my character sheet, is that I say every thought that I have. <laughs> 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 well, he's a dodgy chap, but... Uh, Excuse me, lass. So he's he's gonna he's gonna show you in, and he is. Um, it seems that he has you. You know, Rose. You can tell he he was just gonna show you the door and let you go into this pitch black room. But because just giving him an extra two shillings, he's actually gonna go in and uh, light the, the the candles for you, uh, and then he's gonna he's gonna retire to his you know, what you assume is his bed. Yeah, thank you, good chap. He leaves that word. As the door closes, though, and you, you turn around, the, the door is still slightly ajar. You scan across the room, and in the very faint light from these candles just starting up, you see a pale boy in the room. Right, I catch him in the corner of my eye, and I immediately spin around to stare right at him. Hello? No Hello. Uh, Hello, are you lost? You're I'm going right. to walk up to Harvey. Harvey's going to go. What's what's going on? We're oh, both uh, slowly approaching, as far as I know. Yeah, we're slowly approaching. See if he's okay. But if Harvey's coming back, oh, sorry. Uh, there's a there seems to be a little boy in here. There's there's no boy. I can't I can't afford a pot boy. It's only me. Then I turn round to the boy and see if he's there. Just to. And I just shake my head, like, right. And he is gone. Oh, um, never mind. I think it's, uh, all, all this travel. I think we're just a bit tired. He, he's just gonna give you a look that's kinda like, mm. <laughs> and then slope off. Okay, I'm gonna close the door, I'm gonna lock it. As you're settling into this room and unpacking, you notice a, a mirror on the wall, and it seems to you to be very familiar, but you can't quite place where you've seen it before. Very ornate, gilt-edged mirror. Did you see the boy, yeah? I did, yeah. It looks like... Do you think we've got a ghost in the room? Should should we be setting up cameras? Ghosts don't exist. I think... I think we're both just really tired. Um, I think we should get some nice sleep. But that mirror looks awfully uh, familiar. Have you seen it before? I suppose it does look quite familiar, yeah. No, I... Uh, I'm gonna to go to the mirror and I'm gonna have an invest and investigate it. Uh, roll that investigation then, please. So I've got a plus four in it, so mm-hmm. I'm guessing that I start with zero and I plus four, which is great, and then I minus one, which is good. So. Okay, so you've got a good. As you look into this mirror, so the first thing you do is is look at your own reflection in it, and the mirror seems misty, but as you're looking around. It's not the mirror that's misty. The room is in perfect detail. What's misty is you. And you find that you cannot see your own face in this mirror. 
Roll a will for me, please. Zero again. What the fuck? <laughs> You're going to take two mental stress okay. as you uh, as you look into this, and it's going to completely throw off any other thought you had of looking at this mirror and investigating sort of its its physical properties or its uh, its its appearance. As you realise that you can't see your own face in this mirror, you fall back, shocked. Okay, I'm going to call out for Rose to look in the mirror and see if she can see me. I'll, I'll rush over to him first. Like, are you alright? Right? Um, look in the mirror. Can you can you see me? What? Look, look in the mirror and see if you can see me. Um, okay. Uh, Rose, roll a will for me again, please. Resolve, sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, could I have added plus three to my roll before? If if I'd resolve? Yeah, you could. That's it, right, okay, I didn't know that right. Alright, I have rolled a zero, but I've got plus three to resolve. You look into this mirror, and again, you see the room in detail. It's a clean mirror. But you cannot see your own face. You also cannot see the face of your brother. And this is going to shock you as well. So you're going to be shaking from this. You take two stress in your mental stress boxes. Okay. So, what would you want to do? I'm going to use my shield of reason to actually rationale this out. So what's your rationale? Shit. Now that's hard to think of. Uh... Bear in mind it's 1910. Let's let's have a look to see if Freud and uh... And so it's Sigmund Freud. Dates. So the works of Freud and Jung are are a recent. Okay. So what's your rationale? Shit, I know little to nothing about this. Okay, I'm guessing my id, my instinct, tells me that the that we were both very tired from our um, long journey. Um, shared delusions. And that we're having shared illusions. Because of our um, companionship, because we've spent so much time together, we I've somehow passed on my fear or my me telling her to look in, in the mirror and to see if she can see me has passed on a doubt in her mind that she would be able to see me. And because we're both tired, she's looked in the mirror and she's automatically gone with the point of, shit, I can't actually see her. When in fact, there's nothing wrong. It's just that we're just really, really tired and we need to get some sleep. Yeah, you can absolutely use that shield of reason. I'll, I'll say that you take, <clears throat> that you're still rattled by it, but you're going to take one less mental stress. Okay. For you, Rose, though, um, you have no such defence, so you're still going to have those two. I'm just going to go with Rose and I'm just going to say, look, it's fine. And I, I'm going to put like a, one of the blankets that are on the bed o- over the mirror and I'm going to say, look, we'll sort it out in the morning. And um, we'll just but, but, almost but, but, go into a sense of what, denial. What about that boy that we saw? Well, let's get some sleep, and then we'll. I know you saw him as well. It wasn't just me. I know I saw him, but let's get some sleep, and we'll sort it out in the morning. Is it, everything will be okay. We've got a lot of work ahead of us tomorrow, so let's get a good night's sleep, and we'll look into this tomorrow. Rose, do you want to do anything about this? Or do you want to? Do you want to? Just I'm just going to let him lead me into bed. Great. <laughs> <laughs> you, you bed down and uh, you pass a fitful night. You don't get much sleep because you know you're still converting to, to your land legs and you know, sort of getting used to a, um, a surface that doesn't rock with the sea. 
you're also, you know, you're still quite disturbed about this sighting and this mirror and things aren't doing very well. So you may take off one mental stress from your vest. So I believe, Mike, you have none and Rose, you have one. Well, today you have an appointment at a rare bookstore, a bookstore across town that you've made an appointment to come in and see their rare collections. As you've heard, that they have uh, lots of books on explorers and uh, you know, things that include their original manuscripts, you know, things that include accounts by other people of explorers, and you think it's a good place to start. Okay. Are we going to have a look at the mirror first, or are we just going to note that out of our brains and never mention it again? <laughs> Pretty much, yes, yes. We're going to leave the mirror as it is, and then I think we should uh, have breakfast and head out straight away. Okay, so you're going right. to leave that cover on there? Yeah, I'm going to leave the cover on there. That's uh, it's probably too much for my uh, brain in the morning to, to start investigating and figure out. Let's just do what we you came can, uh, here to do. Tell the landlord to keep the room for another night, or are we yeah, moving to another yeah, there's, yeah, there's, 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 there seems to be something going on here. That, I think that once I think we're both calmed down, yeah, I think once we're both calmed down about it, we can have another look. Yeah, uh, have a, have a bit more of a think about it. Definitely. So over breakfast, you you ask the uh, landlord to send a messenger to um, you know have the captain send your trunks out, so you'll have all your belongings with you. You make your way to the bookstore. It's the uh, bookstore of one Victor Brick. You've made an appointment in as far as you know you are there to look at explorers, you know the the collection he has on explorers, but you've not mentioned your specific business. Stepping out with the um, carriage, I want to. Good look at what the uh, shop looks like on what shop looks like. This is an old building. This is, uh, you'd imagine this is something like um, a late 18th century building. It seems to be lots of infill brick, lots of timbers. Now, this, this isn't part of, uh, you know, the, the trendy part of London where, you know, all the, 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 all the new builds are or where the new uh, apartments are going up. This is not a side alley. You know, it's, it's, it's on a thoroughfare. But this is something that seems to have sort of survived for a while with a bit of character. Okay. Slightly leaning out into the street. Lots of small window panes. It seems to be fairly dark inside. A bit like black books. <laughs> yes, yes, like black books. Right. Okay. I'm going to suggest the rows that we uh... head in. Head in. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you enter this this shop and it is dark in size. The door is open, but there's no sort of entrance bell or anything like that to inform you know, the the proprietor that someone's entered. Uh, so the door creaks open, and each of your steps is clearly audible. There is no one else in this shop. So there are racks of, of books around you, lots of shelves, both on the walls and freestanding. Um, Have a I... walk around and see if you can find the desk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See if anyone's in there. Yeah, I'm gonna go see if we find anyone peering at the books, you know, just browsing. And when we find the desk, if we find the desk, ring any bell or if not shout, I think. Uh, you don't find a bell, but in calling for uh, Mr. Brick, you hear some rustling at the back, and from the from the back uh, comes the, the voice of a man who uh, is gonna sort of he, he seems to be busying himself in the back. He's just gonna call out. He's, Ah, Mr. and Miss Monmouth. Uh, I'm I'm so sorry. I'm 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 not quite prepared. I'd I'd, I'd be there with you in just just a moment. Um, just very just a moment. And he's, he's he's sort of filling time until he gets out. No worries, Mr. Brick. We've got all day. It's 1910. What? No worries. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from Black Death, yeah. 
Thor's mad. So he's going to come out, and he is uh, an older gentleman who's who's well dressed. Uh, he's he's going to come out the back, and he's going to approach you, and and, and Cecil, he's going to shake your hand warmly. Uh, Rose, he's just going to sort of uh, give give you a small bow. Uh, he seems to be a man of, of older sensibilities. He's not up with the fashions of society. So he's, you know, taking him quite formally for a first introduction and he will, um, immediately sort of ask you, uh, how, how may I be of, of service today? We hear you have quite a collection of adventure books or reference texts for adventures. We would like... Uh, yes, yes, your, your telegram was, um, was fairly clear, although, um, we do we do specialise in fact in, in manuscripts and uh, accounts uh, from ad- adventurers and travellers uh, surveyors. Uh, we have quite quite a, a look at those. Uh, is there any particular area you were interested in? Not an area per se, but a person that we're very interested in uh, goes by the name of Conrad Vane. I was Conrad wondering. Vane. Any... Yes. I'm afraid, sir, I can have no further interest in this matter. Please, um, I am quite busy. Please, uh, if you wouldn't mind leaving. He's going to sort of start trying to shoot you out. Whoa, 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 whoa. We've travelled halfway across the globe for this poor meeting with yourself. That sounds like a, a rapport role, so you want to give me a, a rapport. Because you're, you're trying to stop him from, yep. from pushing out. So this is going to be an opposed role. Uh, I have two. Two, which is a fair, and he, let's see, he has got a minus one, so he's actually only come out at poor. So, uh, yes, you're, you're, you're gonna be able to, to fob off his uh, attempt to shoo you out, so uh, let me know what you're doing with that. Oh, I'm gonna, uh, as he's gone to shoo me, I've, I've put both hands up just to calm him and say, look, sir, we've, we have travelled quite far, why won't you help us? I mean, you, you were quite eager and, Quite pleasant a few minutes ago. What what's uh, what's changed? Uh, I I'm I'm uh, I, I apologise if I see if I seem brisk. However, uh, if 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 you are in the business of uh, looking into men such as Vane, I I'm I'm sorry I cannot have my name and reputation tarnished with such uh, 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 proclivities. I I cannot I I, I cannot uh, uh, I cannot allow it. And please, I would please, discourage please. you from uh, sir, I would discourage sir. you from looking into this man at all. Uh, this this is not the thing uh, one one should be engaging in. Uh, yes, thank you. Uh, if if you wouldn't mind, uh, would you like? Would you sorry? Would you provide some? Context to why you think this. I, I have said all I, I have said all I would like to say in this matter, and uh, I, I would I would ask you to to kindly leave my premises. Hmm. I'm going to use my power of deduction to see. No, actually, um, what to do? Um, Rose, any ideas? I'm going to have a deceit. I think, and I'm going to deceive him. Try to deceive him that we are investigating on police matters. Okay, you can go for that. That is, I'm just going to let you know that's going to take a fantastic effort because it's, you're you're a man and a woman clearly not dressed as police. Okay, well then maybe that that's not that's not the way to do it. Empathise and I'll I'll empathise with the situation. Can I assist in the deception, or is it just a one person? Um, if you would like to assist, what you're going to do is create an advantage. So you tell me what you would like to do to create an advantage, and it will create a aspect on the scene. And based on the success that you get, 
uh, it will say, you know, what what kind of advantage Mike gets. So if I just give you what I'm going to say to him, I'm going to say, sir, we've travelled all this way and we have not been entirely honest with yourself. We are investigating into Conrad Vane on the behalf of the uh, British consulate in Kenya. Um, so first, actually first, because Alex is trying to put something on the on the scene to help this role. Right. Okay. Alex, tell me what you're doing. Just chipping in at the end of the sentence so that it sounds like we're both up on the story that we're giving. I'm going to say that's not quite enough oh, okay. to, to back well, him up. So is it is it all, Mike, or, or do you want to do something else? Do you want to you know say something else? Uh, no, I think we're going to go with this. Uh, okay. Is yeah. is that what she's going to try and do? Like try and. Help me by saying, yeah, 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 behind. Basically. Uh, God, you're useless. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm going to explain to him that we've been charged by the uh, British Consulate in Kenya to look into uh, Conrad Bay. Whether, you know, he's his help will be greatly appreciated if he just gave some context to why he wouldn't help us. We've not been given very much information. We've just been told to yeah, come out. Uh, yeah. Like, um, we've travelled all. We've travelled all. Oh, right. Me. Um, I'm saying that, that Alex, you're not helping enough to okay. help with the role. Yeah. So, just Mike, help have a deceit for me. Shit. Oh, I've got a three. So. So that's a good. Yeah. Unfortunately, he rolled. He rolled a superb. In his resolve. So he is going to, he's simply not going to trust you, although he's not going to call you out as a liar, because that wouldn't be a polite thing to do. But he's still maintaining some sense of politeness, you know, he's still, still maintaining civility in a way, you know, and he's not beating you out of his shop. He's going to say, um, I, I have, I have no interest in the crimes of this man, and I will, I will not, I, 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 I will not be made demands of in my, in my own shop. Um, thank you. Good day. And he, just he just like fusses you out and disappears into the back. So I don't think he 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 stopped actually trying to physically push you out. So I think he realizes he can't do it, but he's just going to disappear into the back. Rose, I smell a mystery here, and I we need to uh, stay here. We need to question this man, or at least figure out what he has or, or what he knows. So yeah, uh, I agree. Be a be a doll. Could you go where? Uh, Turn the uh, close sign on, on the door and lock it for me, please. Yeah, I'll do that. Thank you. Okay. You can close the door, and there is a sign that says uh, closed for business. However, um, there is a lock on the door that is activated by a key, and you cannot turn it. Okay. Just close that. I doubt this place sees much use anyway. <laughs> okay, what would you like to do? I'm going to walk into the back where, where he is, and I'm going to gauge his reaction. So you walk into the back and you find um, actually a small sitting room. Like many shop owners, this this man lives where he works. This is obviously his private area. So he is he is most perturbed. And so he he immediately jumps up and goes, "Sir, I, I'm afraid I, I I must I must ask you to leave. I, I must I must insist. This is this is most improper." I'm going to ignore him and I'm just going to uh, sit down in on one of the uh, hard back chairs. Actually, could you describe the room? There are a number of armchairs. There is a, um, a a small fireplace, several stacks of books, and this is this is a a small comfortable sitting room. It's not nothing large. It's, he's obviously not used to entertaining very often. This is you know obviously where he chills out during the day. Okay, I'm going to go and walk up to the 
fireplace and I'm going to warm my hands. And I'm going to, again, state that we've travelled a long way. What did his, his telegram say? Your that, telegram said that you're looking for uh, manuscripts on exploration and explorers. Okay, and what was his reply? His reply was, was simply in the affirmative. That he could help us? Well, he got a pay for uh, you got paid by the letter for Telegram, so he just you know literally just affirmative you know to to everything that was in your uh, Telegram. So you suggested a date that you knew you'd be in London for. You suggested you know what what it is you're looking for, and he simply replied in the affirmative. I'm going to tell you that you do have other appointments as well. Okay, this, he isn't your only lead, but uh, you thought you'd start here. Right. I'm just going to go. Uh, I'm by the. Uh... Fireplace. I'm gonna suggest, and I'm gonna say to him, "Look, we've travelled all this way. Um, we've had multiple points, blah blah blah. And you're our first stop. If we are to find that you were withholding information, that it might not turn out too well for him and his bookstore, probably a bit." Ooh. That so sounds that, like an intimidation check to me. That does sound like intimidation. I'll tell you what, what you're gonna do. It, is it's not intimidation. Roll, it's more of a suggestion. That is shot. That's that is that so is definitely <laughs> not getting away with that. Not sliming out of intimidation. Um, so what you're going to do is in this place, what I believe you're trying to do is to create uh, a threat in this man's mind. So you're trying to put the aspect of threatened onto this guy. And um, so what I'm going to do is ask you to create an advantage where you're going to make a roll. Uh, I'm going to say that this is going to take. Um, this is going to take a great effort for you to, to do this without going over the line and actually physically threatening or, or making an explicit threat that you go to the police with. Yeah, you're, you're going to have to roll a great for this, a plus four. So would you like to tap any aspects on that and spend a fate point? Yeah, I'll spend a, a fate point. Well, you can do so after your roll, is the thing. All right, okay. Uh, minus two, great. So what have you got? Minus two. <laughs> In total. So that's that's a terrible. Yeah. Um, now you can spend, you can tap an aspect, and spend the fate point to re-roll. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So what aspect are you going to tap? Hard boil. That's yeah. not an aspect. That's a stunt. Oh, is it right? Um, aspect is I'm completely task focused. Okay. I'm 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 so task focused that I, I I'm here to get information, and he's not giving me information. Okay. Uh, so spend a fate point. You're going to go down to four. So what did you get? To re-roll. Uh, two. Two? Which is a oh, fair, right. and I have... I'm guessing, is it deceit or intimidation? Or this is intimidation. And Rose, would you like to do anything to help him? I thought I was still doing the sign. I guess I'll, I'll, I'll just wander in now and see. Yeah, so what's happened is, is that the threat has been made. Yeah. And it's a fair, which... In fact, you know what? I think that's okay because he's already he's already he's already rattled. I'm guessing he's got some mental stress as well. Well, you have created an aspect upon this man of threatened. He feels that you have a credible threat to him, but it's vague to him, um, which is the worst kind of threat. I think. So yeah, I'm going to say that he now has the aspect of threatened, and I think I think I'll give you an aspect which is um, uh, is is that he's nervous as well. So you can tap aspects on him as well. If you want to uh, make those rolls, so Rose, I'll say that yeah, just going in and, and turning a sign is is plenty of time that you were you were privy to this. All right. You can tap it when you uh, spend a fate point. You can add 
plus two to a roll by invoking an aspect. You can put a plus one on any roll without invoking an aspect uh, for you or another player. And you can make declarations, for example, mm-hmm. uh, which would be, you know, I have this thing on me. We, if we didn't, didn't establish it, if it's fairly reasonable, you know, I've got this thing, or I set this thing up in advance, spend the fate point, it's done, you know. So, what what would you like to do? Uh, I'm going to start playing good cop, actually. Okay. <laughs> and then say, now gentlemen, there's no need to start exchanging harsh words with one another. I think we've had a fairly simple request, Mr. Brooke. And um, I don't think it'll take up too much of your time, just to give us a little information. Would that be so difficult? Yeah, that sounds like a rapport roll. Uh, I've got fair, plus two, so that's really good. Uh, yeah, two. So you've got a fair? Yeah. Would you like to add anything? I'm not going to tell you what your target number is, but would you like to add anything to that by tapping his aspects? So you're going to get a one free tap on one aspect because uh, might create an advantage. So you can tap it for free and add a plus two, if you like. Or yeah, do that, do that, do that, do that. Okay. So which aspect are you tapping? Um, fright- so he's nervous or he's threatened? He's um, nervousness. Cool. So that's going to bump you up to a great. And so he, he totally buys you being the good cop. Uh, he is actually looking for an out. So let me just roll his defense move. Uh, yeah, so he's totally buying this. Okay. No, he, you know, he's, he's, he's obviously seeing that, you know, maybe this is, happens all the time and, you know, you're just driven. He's, he's going to uh, turn to you and say, Miss Monmouth, I, uh, I, I, I regret that I have no materials on Mr. Vane. I did research into Mr. Vane's life, uh, briefly, and found that it, it was, it was not, not to my taste, but that there were individuals who came looking for material on Mr. Vane, uh, many years ago, who, convinced me that uh, I, sh- I should give them uh, th- those materials and uh, I-, I thought them unsavoury I-, I gave them um, common materials that, that you-, you may find in any bookstore but I um, I-, I-, I admit that I-, I-, I burnt the remainder upon them leaving you burnt the remains hmm. okay I-, I do not wish to be associated with, with ne'er-do-wells uh, and, and people who come in to, to other people's sitting rooms and intimidate them in their own in their own offices, uh, in, their, in their own places of business. Uh, I, 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 you know, I, I, I am a reputable bookseller, sir. So. She'll have to forgive my brother. He's quite driven, isn't he? I'm. I'm not going to lose my temper, but I'm going to have strain in my voice, and I'm going to. I got more shocked that he actually burnt evidence, or he, he burnt books, or. That he was, he was so frightened that he actually destroyed what he actually spent his life um, putting together. I'm gonna be really annoyed. I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna accuse him of, uh, I don't know. I wanna accuse him of something that's gonna shock him. Like, so he'll try and oh, fuck. Edit this out when you're. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, I might actually leave it, actually. I'm just going to sigh. I'm going to ask him if he feels like he has grounds to prosecute the people that came in to carry on our lie with um, being police officers. 
I, I have no idea of their identities and I do not wish to. Uh, I have had no further visits since and uh, I, I simply wish to put this behind me. Now, this, this is all I have to say on the matter. Good day. Please. Can I uh, do an investigation check for uh, around the room just to see if he, he might be hiding something? Or... That would be alertness, wouldn't it? That would be alertness. Your investigation would be literally going around with a fine tooth comb. Ah, right, okay. That's not that I'm gonna. There is a stunt that allows you to do it really quickly, but it's, you know, it's, you don't have that. Okay. Uh, Mr. Brick, this, uh, I am deeply, deeply surprised that you would burn evidence and books giving your, uh, giving your job. He's well, going to just like, flat out interrupt you. It is not a decision I take lightly, and and frankly, how dare you, sir? Uh, you you are you 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 do not know who I am. You do not know my situation, and uh, and you are and, and, you know only the Lord may sit in judgment upon me. I'm just going to sigh. I didn't go. <sighs> we could have taken up quite enough of my time, and I have been as helpful as I wish to be. Okay, Mister Brick. And he, he's, he's literally just like, you know, like he stood up, he's folding his arms, and you know, he, he is a, a closed book to you at this moment, he, he reckons. Yeah. I'm gonna usher Cecil away before he does something he regrets. I was, yeah, okay. Uh, I'm gonna stop as I pass it. I'm saying, I'm gonna say to him, if, if I find that you, you have withheld any more information, then you'll, you'll see me again. He's, he's literally not replying, he's stonewalling. Oh. I told you I'm ushering the way before he does something he regrets. I can't. I'll just say thank you, thank you for your time. Just can't you. believe this. Just all this way, and he just now he burned. He burned. Like what? What? What could have helped us? What? What? What man would burn evidence and books? Well, who, who? Who would do that? Are you saying this in the shop, or are you just sort of on your way back now? We're on our way out, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just... Ah! Oh, I just think, uh, there's definitely a, a mystery here, that, and I think he he could have given us more clues. Well, maybe if he hadn't threatened his bookshop. I know, I know. Perhaps he might have been... <laughs> maybe I got a little bit carried away there. Anyway, where are we off to next? Well, uh, if I may suggest... Uh, you don't have any further business for the day, and there are several nice cafes around, so that uh, my suggestion is that you would have something to eat, and uh, then try and make your way back to your lodgings. Would that be? I think, other than a cafe, I think a stiff drink would be needed. I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I'm quite riled up about this. So. I would say that, that's fine, um, but uh, gentlemen's clubs are in uh, short supply around here. Also, the, the clue is in the name, but you might have to go there by yourself. So, are you, are you looking for a, a simple tavern? Yeah, just a simple tavern. Okay. Um, I reckon you can you can you know make it to a tavern fairly easily. You know, there's there's a lot of places around here for uh, business owners and things to you know people to have lunch. Um, <clears throat> that uh, you know you, you're not gonna yeah you're not gonna be looking around too much to find a a bar you know. People aren't also in this part of, the, of town uh, aren't going to look too much at a woman in a pub as well. Um, you know, it's, it's it's not high society here. Okay. You know, you finish a meal, you have a drink, um, knock back a, a single malt, and decide to make your way back. However, you find that you can't 
uh, find a taxi or a cab that will uh, actually take you back to where you're going. It's it's it's, it's the wrong part of town. You know, you you you've got a, a cab coming out, but there are you know obviously arrangements in place that there are certain cabs will operate in certain areas, and you cannot find your way uh, a cab back. So it looks like you're walking back. Okay, then we walk back then. Okay. As you walk, um, could I ask both of you to give me a survival check? I just want to know, like, how you know, if you get lost or something. So roll, roll for your survival skill. Oh, I'm going to totally get lost again. Average. Do okay. Uh, you both got an average. All right. <clears throat> Well, so, it seems as we're well versed in travel and what have you. Absolutely. Um, so, do you want to do you want to invoke an aspect on that? Do you want to spend a fate point, invoke an aspect of gentleman adventurer, lady adventurer? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, who wants to do that? I'll do that. Okay. Do you want to uh, re-roll or do you want to bump up by two? Just bump up by two. Okay. So you got a good, uh, and you are now on three fate points. As you uh, walk back, the weather starts closing in, and it was already a grey day turns into another wet day. It seems the monsoon season is hit London. You know, you're, you're cold and wet, and uh, you have your coat to protect you, you have your, your, your uh, travelling clothes to protect you. Making your way through London, you are moving through the poorer areas. It occurs to you that as the night draws in, that you should have found your lodgings by now. It's getting dark. I mean, it would get dark around four o'clock anyway. But, you know, it is drawing in. So it's not like you're out very late, but it is very dark, and the wind and the rain are, are lashing down. Would both of you roll an alertness for me, please? Minus one. Minus one? Mm-hmm. That's a poor? Average. Average? Okay. So, Cecil, as you walk through, you're just, you know, head down trying to get through the gales here and, and uh, trying to ignore the cold and the rain and so this is a lot of you is, is passing you by Rose you are going to notice probably for the first time in fact that the streets that seem you know, deserted and devoid of life are actually you know full of people they are there they're just you know sheltering in alleyways and chattering you know on uh, sheltered areas but none of them seem to be really interested in you and as you head down, you know, you keep into main thoroughfares, you, you, you know the, the risks, you, you, you don't go into side streets and things like that, you keep going main thoroughfares. And you do notice that there does seem to be someone following you, or just, you know, just out the corner of your eye. I'll mention that to I'm going to say, well, God, see, he's probably just going in the, in the same direction as us, Will, you know. I'm, I'm sure he's not going to mug us, I'm, I'm sure we'll be absolutely fine. Uh, is, is is that what you're agreeing to do? Are you looking back anyway? You, um, no, I'm keeping an eye on him. Bloody hell. <laughs> keeping an eye. All right. So as the, the storm worsens, um, it is very dark and you can't really make any detail, but as the light from a, a thunder flash washes the area and, and bleaches the colours, uh, you do see the figure of a pale boy. Do we both see him? Well, I'm I'm much confused. Is it the the boy that's following us, or has it just flashed the lightning and its boys appeared in front of us? 
you, it sort of illuminates the figure that's following you. It's, it's, it is a pale boy. Jesus. This right. Is, this is what Rose. This is what Rose is uh, seeing. Um, so Rose, uh, I would like you to make a resolve roll, please. Uh, five. Superb. Excellent. Okay. So this 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 isn't going to rattle you at all. I would also like both of you to roll an endurance for me, please. That's too fast, sorry. She's gonna okay. shout words at you. <laughs> uh, and Mike? Zero. I swear to god, this, uh, the, uh, this dice roller is just hating me. Cause all it's <laughs> well, we're at five rolls yeah, well, you, that, well, that's the thing, is that there's, because you're rolling four things with only three results possible on each die, the bell curve is, is quite heavily weighted towards the middle, so whatever you are good at, you're probably going to stay good at, do you know what I mean? Um, so it means that your character is, is basically everything. Rose, you're going to take one physical stress, and Mike, you're going to take two. Great, I'm at the maximum of my physical stress. Okay. Swooning in the street. But you weren't looking back towards this this boy. You were, you know, it was Rose that was looking. Finding yourself, uh, sort of, you know, not rattled in the, in the slightest. You you do start seeing that they, you know, there are uh, local landmarks and such. Mike, do me a favour and, and roll another um, alertness for me, please, as you're walking back to your to where you reckon is is the right direction. Zero. Uh, so guided by Rose as well, you are both going to see only really illuminated by the lightning, um, this pale boy. And he never seems to be walking. Um, every time you, you look back, he seems to be frozen, as if he's you know, just standing on the street corner or wherever he is, uh, looking towards you. You arrive at your lodgings. It is accessible, you can get in there. Uh, although it is dark. And the covers, you know, obviously your rooms have been taken care of, your trunk is there, and the cover has been removed from the mirror. Okay, I'm going to try and put it back over without looking in the mirror. <laughs> um, okay. Uh... I'm going to turn my head while I do it. Um, do you know what? Okay, I'll let, I'll let you have that. I'll let you, um, or should I? Should I? Uh, let's do a sleight of hand. Alright. He's not looking. Well, I've got a plus one on something, so... You're only going to need a fair. Right. So, yeah, uh, two. So, that's a two? Yeah. That's a fair. That's that's alright. Okay, so yeah, you managed to, to get that over there without looking at it. Your your things are, are in your room. The light from the thunderstorm is is uh, illuminating this room for you. As the, the, the candles are kind of... Fading out with with the contrast created by the lightning, it's almost like when there is no lightning, the the, the candles are, are burning lower. And I just want to mention that we have shut the windows. With a crash of lightning and thunder that seemed to happen at exactly the same time as if the building is, has only just managed to miss being struck. In the corner of the room, you see a pale boy. And with the next lightning flash, he is gone. I want you both to roll me a resolve, please. Oh my gosh, we got five. That's so superb, yep. Three. A three. Good. Okay. So this is 
opposed. Okay. Unfortunately, neither of them good enough. You are both deeply shocked by the appearance of this boy in the corner of your room and are scared witless. You immediately react in instinctively, retreat from the room, but you find it locked and you can't get out. And the panic is starting to rise. I have plus two advantage rolls on escape, so I'm going to give them one another. Go for it. Is there something else I'm rolling as well, or just these two? Uh, this this is just the fake dice and your skill. Sorry, you've, you've got always got a way out. Yeah, that's my stunt. Plus two on rolls made to create an advantage when they were trying to escape from a location. So yes, you're gonna try and try and try and see if there's another way out. So you get a plus two to this. Uh, I'm waiting to roll really badly when I really need. <laughs> Been rolling all right. <laughs> you, you've looked out and you've, you you notice that there is a window in the room. And that window is very high, and you you did spy it when you came in here as a possible uh, way of getting out. That you might have to 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 get up on a a chair or something to get through. And you grab a chair and and throw it next to the wall and mount this mount this thing and get through. And the the window is is locked tight. So you're rattling on this window, shaking it, trying to dislodge it. You don't think it's locked, but you should be able to to get through. And you just Rattling with all your might on this, and Cecil, meanwhile, is 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 pulling at the door handle, frantic to to get out. And it's morning. Cecil, you're in a chair. Rose, you're on the bed, and you're both fully dressed. There's a knock at the door. I'll go answer it. You both took stress on that. I'm going to give you a mild consequence that you are shaken. So that okay. first mild consequence is shaken. Your mental stress is now zero. Because that has taken up those those stress boxes, it's sort of, you, you dump them across one from the other. So you're both now shaken, and that's an aspect on you that I can use. I'm going to say also that all of your rolls are going to be at minus one until you're not shaken. Mm-hmm. That's not strictly in the rules, but I, I, I'd like that, just for now. It's horror. Um, we'll do that. There's a knock at the door. To you, no time has passed since the moment that you were struggling with the door, struggling with the window, and you've literally just blinked. And you are on a chair, on a bed, and someone's knocking at the door. What are you going to do? Um, I'm going to blink and try and process what has just happened. Trying to figure out why I'm... Um, am I still dressed? You're still fully dressed. Do I feel rested? Nope. No time has passed for you. Right. It's just one minute we were scared, the next we were just... Are we dry? You are. Right, is um, Alex opening the door? Yeah, I'm going to start making my way over there. Okay. The door. You open the door. A man stands outside, dressed against the weather. Um, obviously a very well-to-do man, dressed in an old fashion. He is obviously in his uh, in his later years, you know, 60s or 70s, you wouldn't be able to tell. Uh, he carries a cane with him. He wears a top hat. He's the old Victorian sensibilities. You know, wearing a, wearing a great coat against the rain. And he immediately removes his hat for the lady. Immediately, he uh, he introduces himself, Randolph Chellingworth. And he sees your your sort of state of confusion and and general discombobulation. He will remind you that you had uh, an appointment to to see him about matters pertaining to his library, uh, the school he runs. Um, yes, of course. Of course um, do, do you want to come in? It's it's nothing fancy, but uh, I am on, on on my own my own business. So, so I won't have time to, to stop. You have to forgive us. We had him. I'll look at Cecil. Uh, not very restful tonight. Yes, yes. Uh, sorry. Um, 
yes, uh, welcome, Randolph. Uh, please, please sit. I'll uh, I'll uh, send for refreshments now. Oh no no no! no. Please uh, don't uh, don't go to any to any to any trouble for me. I, I, as I say, I I am on business today. I, I don't have time to to, to stop. Your Is... your your telegram was was uh, rather vague. Uh, was there uh, some some uh, specific uh, uh, matter you were you were researching? Um, Rose, would you like to take this one? Because last time I, uh, yes, well, <coughs> you you take this one. Right. Well, um, to give us the beam forward, we actually met with some resistance from breaching the topic yesterday. But, um, oh, you're going to have to remind me of this guy's name because I've forgotten it. But, um, Conrad thing. But, um, we were looking to gain some um, information about a explorer, an explorer called Conrad Bain. Ah. Who was a former pupil at my school, I see. Who was a former pupil? Hmm. Uh, so you, you, you know this from the, from the, the book that he wrote, that you mentioned this as his right. school. And you have met resistance in your researches so far, I see. Yes, I am, we went to I talk am not to surprised, a... uh, frankly. Uh, Mr. Vane does have the reputation for unpleasantness. I, I would not be surprised at, at resistance, and I am reluctant to help you further in your, your study, I'm afraid. Although I am I am open, if you would like to make your case. Randolph, do you believe in a uh, supernatural? Oh, no, 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 no. Some fancy the school haunted. The Grey Lady and such. Uh, we have a we have a haunted bridge. If you believe the boys, but none of the tales have been bloodthirsty, as you'd expect from from young lads who uh, seem to love love tales of gore. But uh, nothing nothing has ever come to it that would convince me of the supernatural. Um, would you mind doing me a favour? It, it it's only a slight favour. It's um, if you just take off the uh, blanket from that mirror for me, please. Right. Unusual, I suppose so. I hope you're going somewhere with this. And he will go over and uh, take off the the cover to the mirror. Do you also um, tell me what you see in the mirror? I see the lack of a woman's hand. It's a bit dusty. Yeah. I I, I, I fail to see what it is I'm looking for. And are you looking towards the mirror? Yes. It's a normal mirror. It's not ornate. It's a, a wooden frame. And it's true, it's a bit dusty. See, ever since we've got to London, we have run into a few issues. We've, we've we met with a gentleman named Victor Brick. Um, he oh, was very. Oh, Victor. Yes, yes. Uh, he, uh, bookseller, isn't he? He is. Um, yes, Mr. Brick is a very reputable, reputable man. Uh, yes, uh, was was he this resistance? He was. He was the main. Uh, uh, by that, I've, uh, I've, I've not had many dealings with the man personally, but I've, I've always heard uh, good things about this man. Uh, his reputation is untarnished. Well, I might have lost my temper with him yesterday. He, he wouldn't give us the answers. And he was very rude. He was rude to us. We, we've come a, a long way. Um, I'm and surprised he, to hear that. Um, yeah, well, we were very uh, perturbed by it. And then, I, I would, I would. Uh, 
if if he wished you to uh, not look into this this matter, uh, I understand if you could take that in the wrong way, not maybe not being prepared for this subject. But I would echo his concerns. See, I don't understand. I don't, I, there's a few things that I'm not understanding at the moment. Um, one is why no one wants to talk about Conrad Vane and who he is and what, what, what he's done. And there's some very strange ongoings here in this hotel, specifically with that mirror. Um, but I'll, uh, we'll, we'll go into that later. So if you could fill in any kind of blanks or at least start us off on why Conrad well, why no one wants to talk about Conrad Vane? <clears throat> I am not concerned with the details myself. I have not looked into it myself. I just know by the reputation that Conrad Vane was a man who was... He, he was reputed to be a cruel, cruel man. Committed, if you believe, crimes... Um, as I say, I have, I have not looked into it. It is not something that, that has uh, captured my imagination, so to say, and was before my time. But I see you will not be disturbed from your request. I would, however, urge caution, but uh, your inquiry will not impede your inquiry. Sometimes the best way forward is, is to learn the truth for, for yourself, and uh, I would not be a schoolmaster if I, if I thought other. You will find uh, my bursar is uh, receptive to you. I shall send him a telegram today to uh, expect you forthwith. You will find the journey uh, long. Um, the trains are having difficulty with snow, but uh, not not. Uh, it is an enjoyable journey. Yorkshire is, after all, God's own country. <laughs> but you will understand if I wish to have no no further dealings here. I don't understand it. Not really. It's, it's not a pleasant topic, and I wish not to have further involvement in it. I will not impede your, your progress, but uh, uh, if, if you would respect my wishes to not be further involved, uh, you will find uh, my bursar uh, and the school porter uh, most helpful to you. The school is not in session. It is at the moment closed, obviously, for for, for, for the Christmas holidays. Hmm. Well, thank you for thank you for uh, coming to see us, and thank you for letting us uh, talk to your uh, verses. Um Okay. I will make the arrangements. Um, as I said, I shall not discourage you, but I urge caution. And okay. He will, he will go to shake your hand, and uh, he will give Rose a nod. To, uh, uh, Miss Monmouth, a pleasure, and he will. Yeah, he will. He will take his leave. This is getting stranger and stranger, Rose. Mm, why? Why didn't the mirror? Why was the mirror different? Or why wouldn't anyone talk about Conrad Vane? I don't know. I think we came into this a little bit unprepared. <laughs> hmm. Okay. So what do we do next? Um, I'm going to have a proper look in the mirror again. It's a normal mirror. Okay. It's a little bit dusty, but yeah, it's, it's an absolutely normal mirror. You can see your face, you can see the room. I'm going to investigate it. Okay, roll me and investigate. Three. 
Uh, three is a good. This is an oak frame, silvered glass mirror. It's about three feet tall by two and a half feet wide, uh, which is in stark contrast to the mirror you saw the other day, which was a full-length gilt-edged, or sorry, gilt-framed mirror. So the mirror's been changed? So one would assume. So what would you like to do? Uh, what we're doing is just looking at the mirror. Hmm. Completely normal mirror. It doesn't look, you know, you look around, um, it doesn't look like, you know, you sort of move it off the wall and things like that, and there's a, you know, like a, a patch behind the wall where that mirror's obviously been for, certainly for a long time. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? I think he somehow connected to that mirror. But now the mirror's changed, we can't really investigate. Or we could ask the uh, innkeeper if he has changed the mirror in our room. Well, there's there's that shadow behind it, I don't think. I think that's been there for a long time. Do you remember anything from last night? I don't. No. I remember being terrified, and and then trying to get out, and then... That's it, really. (laughs) No, same here. Something's definitely not right here. I don't know how to uh, progress. Well, uh, you have the invitation to this uh, boys' school in Yorkshire, uh, St. Bede's School in Yorkshire, which has a, a library, which you have arranged to go and see, which is the, the site of Conrad Vane's education. I guess we, uh, we go there then. Um, we'll, we'll go to this uh, school and we'll see what we can make of that. Alright, so this is going to be a train journey. Mm-hmm. And it's a long train journey um, along the Great Northern Railway. And... As you pass further north, uh, it starts to snow, and you are fascinated by it because you have never seen it before, having travelled in hot countries, lived in Africa, you've never seen snow. I mean, you've seen mountains in the distance, but you've never gone there. It's the first time you've seen snow falling from the sky, so this this trip is... uh, uh, a sort of voyage of discovery for you. It's 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 pretty, and you're you're you know concerned with what is on the um, is out the window. You are travelling first class, and you are travelling in the uh, the open seating rather than in your rather than your own um, private what do you call it private booth, yeah. And you are joined at your table by a lady who. Is, is dressed very fine clothes in the latest fashion. She herself is, um, you would imagine, in her sort of mid-thirties, late-forties, and she has a magnificent hat. And she is, she's, you know, reading a book um, quietly, and uh, you know, has, has introduced herself um, in, in the manner of travellers and simply you know, saying hello and sitting down and, but it hasn't actually given you a name. She's just reading a book. Mm-hmm. As you are you know, taken with the sight out of the window, you haven't thought to make conversation. No, I would say, she's reading a book, leave her to it. She doesn't want mm-hmm. to be... As you're sort of rolling through the, the countryside, um, you hit a tunnel. Everything is, is dark. Cecil. You're sitting next to this lady, and you feel a hand on your shoulder. Hmm. <laughs> Wait. And she says, in a very low voice, when you hear the bell, 
You will be in danger. You must go back. You must go back. And you emerge from the tunnel. The lights are back on, and this lady is staring at you with a shocked look on her face. Mum, are you okay? She'll take her hand away from your, your shoulder. So I, I'm, I'm terribly, I'm terribly sorry. Um, um, I, I, I'm, I'm so sorry. Uh, that, that hasn't happened for a very long time. What? I didn't, I didn't scare you, did I? No, 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 of course not. No, um, what hasn't happened for a long time? Touching random strangers, or? I, uh, I, I, I have, I have had premonitions since, since I was a girl, and they come true. And uh, it, it hasn't happened to me for years and years. I, 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 I do apologise. I hope I haven't scared you at all. But no, it's just, it's just a very ominous statement to make. And you, I, I, I must, you I seem must to... admit, I felt drawn to you and your companion here. Uh, but it hasn't happened in so long. I, I, I wasn't aware. Wasn't aware why. Do they? Does it usually happen in that? I have no control over and it happened but when it happens sometimes I know that a person I'm with will, will die sometimes I know that something terrible will happen to them well sometimes I know that something good will happen but it's as far as I know it's always true you're, you're not in any danger are you uh, is, is anyone threatened you are you not openly no 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 of course not um, we, we were going to visit Someone, but it's probably the extent of our adventures so far. Is, is this someone who might um, mean you harm in any way? Well, no, no. Not that I can think of, Rose, can you? I, I'm, ter- I'm terribly sorry, I'm terribly sorry. I haven't even introduced myself. Um, my name is Lady Quinsbury. And she, she moves to shake your hand. Ah, yeah. oh, I'll shake you. Like a little half handshake, you know, with just the fingers. Likewise with Rose, she also introduced herself. Uh, do you want to give your names, or are you? Yeah, yeah no, yes. Rose and Cecil. Ah, it's, uh, I noticed a family likeness. So, you are you brother and sister? Yes. Yeah, yes. Mm. I'm, I'm the bad <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, she looks like. Uh, she, she makes that kind of laugh, which means that she didn't get the joke, but that she knows she should laugh. <laughs> Just like that. And, uh, <laughs> and we'll um, uh, talk to both of you um, in, in, in this. So, um, uh, what, what may I ask is, is your business? Uh, what, what, what is your, your traveling to, to do? You said adventure. Sounds exciting. We are writing a book on a fellow adventurer because uh, by the name of Conrad Bain. Mm-hmm. I can't say I've heard of him. This is uh, an exciting tale. Rose? We believe so. All we've, we've only been able to pick up fragments so far, but um, we're going to the school in Yorkshire to find out more, hopefully. Ah, so you're, you're um, staying in the area? Uh, pardon my, my presumption. You don't sound. Your, the manner of your speech is is odd. Uh, I don't. I don't mean to say poorly spoken. Obviously. Uh, uh, but um, you don't. No, we 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 weren't brought up in England. No, that's what oh, you mean. 
may, may I ask? Um, we spent most of our childhood in Nigeria, didn't we, Cecil? Indeed, indeed. In the colonies, yes. Yes, that, that, that would explain it, yes, yeah. Very exotic. <laughs> well, here it is, but here in Britain, that's exotic to us, so... It's all relative. Yes, we're still trying to get used to the cold weather. And are you uh, simply visiting, or, are you, or, or do, you, do you plan to, to make a home here? I'm visiting at the moment, but by the rate of this investigation is going, I'm expecting we're going to be here for some time. Uh, I see. So you are you are travelling in, in the dead of winter. This is uh, so you have no family here, uh, a contact, uh, uh, someone with whom you know to to, to spend Christmas. Oh, we've not really celebrated Christmas, have we? No, no, it's. So it's just been me and Rose. Yeah, so. Oh, that, that that will not do. That will not do. Uh, you must allow me to invite you to our to our home for Christmas dinner. Done. <laughs> we, are, we are not too far away, and uh, it, it will uh, we, we'll have a large gathering. Uh, so it, it will not matter if you don't know anyone. We are, we are a very friendly, a very friendly gathering. Oh, thank you for the uh, invitation. Yes, it is, it is. It is my husband and I's uh, tradition. We, we welcome strangers into our home uh, for for a Christmas meal. It is it is the least we can do. It's our, our Christian duty. Um, we are we are quite of a mind about this. Yes, um, uh, you must allow me to give you uh, give you my, uh, my 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 card. And she gives you her calling card. It's just got her um, her name, her address on it. And that. It's a fairly standard thing to have this time. I would imagine you would have similar. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we pass our details on kind of thing, like business card and what have you. Um, I shall, I shall expect you, um, uh, sh- shall we say Christmas Eve? Yeah, Christmas Eve sounds fantastic. Um, yeah, uh, sure, um, yeah, evening, morning, when, when, when would be best? Uh, whenever you can arrive. I understand transport, uh, I understand transportation may, uh, maybe unreliable. We shall we shall expect you at any time of day. Oh, well, thank you very much. Uh, do you mind? Very uh, kind. Very kind. Yes, yes. Not at all. Uh, and as the the train pulls into another station, she uh, shows that this this is my stop. Once again, it's, it was a pleasure to meet you. And, and please, please do, please do be careful. Yes, we yes. shall see you at Christmas Eve. I shall see you Christmas Eve. Yes, we shall see you soon. And she toddles off. Seriously, Rose, right, is it me? Or is it just, just like, Britain, like, the centrepiece of all strange shit going on, like, cult-wise? Oh, seeing, no we moved away. Yeah. Seeing uh, what people, that psychics, people, like, weird white boys appearing out of nowhere, mirrors that show, don't show faces. What's going on? I don't know, everything... Everything seems to be a stumbling block, doesn't it? We haven't come across one straight answer yet. No. Well, hopefully this uh, school might be able to at least point us in some direction. But I think that are you might... are you worried about what she said about the bell? Oh, okay. like that seems that seems obvious to me that she needs a school bell. Does it? Any kind of bell? Could it be a whistle? Bell whistle? I, I don't know. I think it's just probably just. She, was, she looked very frail, or she looked very, uh, you know, weird. So 
maybe she was just making it all. So you're not putting much um, oh god confidence no. into what she said. No way. I don't not know. Like it's based on, on any kind of science or facts. So. Well, not much has been very strongly based on science or facts since we've been here. Perhaps it's time to um, take a bit more of an informal approach. You, you know, I don't do well with uh, informal approaches. That's your grounds, I suppose. Um, have, you're trained to Yorkshire's stocks. You are to visit a school near York, out in the sticks, but there is a nearby train station. You arrive in the early evening. Porters are very helpful. Uh, there is onward transport arranged for you on behalf of the school. Mr. Chellingworth was quite thorough in his preparation, so he didn't want you stranded. And you find that you make it to uh, you make it to the school in the late evening. It's around nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. The snow is driving down, and it's it's made the journey longer than it should have been. It's settling in, in large drifts around you. The school looks like um, it's, well, it's a large sandstone structure, several buildings. Uh, you can see uh, the refectory hall. You can see what looks like a, a cloistered lawn. So a, a lawn with a, a, a colonnade around it. So like a, a covered walkway with columns all the way around it on four sides. And coming off that... Um, you would see what you would guess is, um, you know, teaching areas, the dormitories, the, the bursar's office, things like that. So there's a couple of blocks uh, and a house behind the, the school as well. And you are met at the door, sorry, at the entranceway. You are met by a porter who seems to be the school's porter or a groundskeeper. He will uh, welcome both of you, ask you your identities. And when he's, he's satisfied, you know, there's this sort of gruff Yorkshireman in his twilight years will um, sort of invite you in and uh, he'll say uh, you leave your bags there we'll, uh, I'll get those sorted out And uh, but for now let, let me let me show you to your rooms get you out of the cold thank you so he's gonna he's gonna take your sort of hand luggage he will lead you across this courtyard this cloistered lawn which is covered with snow and he'll point out his his chambers on one side. So that, that that's where that's where I am. If you need me for anything, don't hesitate to to come knocking. You know, reasonable hours, mind. <laughs> of course. Across here we've got the dorms. We've got some nice rooms there for you. Uh, we've got the obviously the boys are they're all they're all gone home. So you can you can have some of the the prefect rooms. It's it's handy for the library. I'm told you'll be doing some research. It is it is, it is just down from the library. Oh, it's going you. to uh, take you across. Um, so yes, you're actually not going to walk across the lawn. You're going to walk sort of under this covered walkway, so you're not in the wind. And uh, he's going to show you these rooms, which are you know quite well appointed. You know, nice big oak doors. The the beds are small, but they are enough for you. He does have two rooms, although in each room there are three beds. Okay. The, you know, you you find that your your needs have been taken care of, and that your um you know that there is water available and a washstand. There are you know, bedclothes and things like that. Though, so I'll have you. I'll have you stuff over in just a moment. If you just excuse me, and he goes away. Five minutes later, comes back and he's off uh, with a trolley with your trunk on it. You, you have one trunk between one large trunk and then a, a number of small items bound up in boxes. 
And he, he sets that in a corner of a room to your direction. And he um, goes back to his quarters, unless, unless you want to do anything. Thank you, then, Tim. I've got a question, actually. Mm-hmm. Your head, is a headmaster? The schoolmaster, uh, yes. Mentioned, Mr. Yes, Mr. Chenningworth. Uh, mentioned some odd stories about uh, um, ghosts and what the like of, uh, around the school grounds. Just wondering if you could give any more information about oh, that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The famous ghosts of St. Bede's, yes. Uh, we've got two friendly ghosts, you see. And he's, he's kind of like, he's rolling up his sleeves. Uh, yes, we've got, uh, we've got the grey lady, uh, who, who you can see. It's, it's, it's all over by, by the old bridge that you came over. Uh, it's said that on a, on a dark full moon, you can see the, the grey lady walking across the bridge and goes onto one side and never comes off the other. There is, there is the, the ghost of a gentleman who waits on the bridge. Some say that, that they are lovers who, made a compact to meet by nights on the bridge, and they were both dispatched by, depending on who you believe, by love rivals or by their families who disapproved of the union, and they never met. But they meet on the full moon. Right, so is it, that's the only one, is it? That's the only story. Those are our ghosts, you know. The boys would like it if there were more blood and gore and... Uh, they keep trying to, to come up with new ones themselves, but these are the only ones there that keep getting repeated. Well, I, I myself fancy I've seen an apparition of a full moon, but uh, I wouldn't swear to it in court, if you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not. Uh, well, thank you. Um, is there any texts that you would know of that uh, detail? Any Any of this? Oh no no no! I don't trouble myself with book learning. I'm I'm just a potter. Here. Right. Don't need to read books to move cases. Right. Well, thank you anyway. We'll um, we'll get in touch if we uh, need anything else. I I the burster should be along in the morning. Uh, he he'll be available for you in in, in the morning. That's uh, Mister Fa- Mister Faraday. Mister Faraday. Oh, brilliant. Thank you very much. And he will leave and, and make his excuses. So what would you like to do? Are you going to stay in separate rooms? Uh, are you going to explore a bit? What, what's going to go? Um, explore a bit, I guess. Yeah, yeah, we'll try and... Been sat down for long enough. <laughs> so, well, you, you, you've, been in a, you've been in a carriage, kind of being knocked about for a while, being very uncomfortable for about uh, a couple of hours. Yeah, um, so if you want to go exploring, um, what would you like to do? Library might be the best call. What call? Okay. Well, don't you think it would be better to wait for the bursar to actually show us around, or well, show us around the library? Like we're running a bit blind in there without him. I know. I just want to get a feel for the uh, for know. the place. So, could both of you roll alertness, please? So, uh, three. So Average and a good. Okay. Rose, you are going to hear crying coming from down the hall. It's very faint, but it's it's it is distinct. It is crying. I'll mention it to Cecil. So can crying? you hear that crying? And Cecil, now that now that it's pointed out to you, you can sort of think, oh, if you weren't looking for it, you wouldn't have heard it. But I'm sure there's just there's just it's just children playing. Oh well, you're not putting any importance on it. Um, 
We'll investigate anyway. We'll, uh, we'll uh, go out and see if I get someone in trouble. Um, I was actually going to compel you there because you can't because uh, <laughs> of your mystery thing. Uh, that's good. The crying seems to come from the direction of the library. Ah, oh, good. We're going there anyway. <laughs> okay, so we uh, head down to the uh, library and we approach the doors and open and walk in. Uh, the doors are locked. Ah. All, all the way down the, the corridors, this there have been you know. Doors, there are tapestries, there are you know, things on the walls. Um, obviously, a stone building like this would have tapestries on the wall to, to keep it warm. It is quite dark. Uh, did you bring a light with you? I've got my lighter. That sounds like you're going to have to spend a fate point to have a lighter, mate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wouldn't that be part you of my say you smoked? No, I just, uh, it, I'm, I'm in the like, Victorian times. I, I carry a lighter, but I'll be given. <laughs> well, like your, cig- your cigarillo box. Yeah. All right, roll me resources. So let's let's see if you still got one. That's an average. Can I have matches? Please? Well, we can we can just go back and pick up a lamp. It's not like a huge issue. Yeah, uh, you have access to um, candles and candlesticks. So you know you have one of those little uh, handheld candlestick things that you can get from your room if you like. Yeah, we do. That. Mike, you have a cigarillo box, but you are tapped out. You have got no fags left. And uh, you are in need of some paraffin for your lighter. <laughs> and the lighter isn't a thing you would carry on you at all times anyway. It tends to leak. All right. So, you know, this is something like, you know, social, formalish social situations in which you would smoke. You might, you know, I'll give you matches. I'll give you matches. You can have those. If you're not going to spend a fate point, I'm going to give you a lighter that works. <laughs> uh, uh, as you go back as well, um, Rose... Passing back and forth the same door several times, you realise that the noise that you thought was coming from the library is in fact coming from this room. Alright. Um, and you, you do hear crying coming from this room. I'll say that to Cecil. We've got the air torch. Not yet, we're just on the way back. Yeah, you've got, you've got a camera. Okay. You, you're on your back. You've sort of gone back and forth a couple of times now, so. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try the door again, see how locked it is. Uh, the door to this room or the door to the library? Door to this room. The door to this room is locked as well. Okay, I'm going to give it a good uh, shoulder bar just to see if it isn't just, you know, wedged uh, a little bit. Roll me a might. Fuck, minus one. <laughs> <laughs> you are going to take uh, one point of physical stress. The barging is this door, which is solid oak, and it isn't going anywhere at all. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's definitely locked. Definitely locked. Uh, I'm gonna call through the door, I guess, and say, hello, boy! <laughs> are, are, are you okay? Are you locked inside? <laughs> I hate to suggest that we split up, but it's probably, it might be worth heading towards the uh, caretaker and asking for the keys. We don't have to split up, we can... Tell you the kid coming back. Yeah, actually, it's probably best. Okay, we're gonna go get the keys from the air caretaker. I'll fucking leave him. Come on, we'll go. <laughs> you see a light as you um, put your head up to sort of go and talk to the caretaker. You see across, you're looking sort of across the buildings into 
into the courtyard, and you do see a light, um, which seems to be in the middle of this cloistered lawn. It's a short distance from you, but you, you, you can just see the light. You can't really see anything else around there. Just you, like looks like someone's got a lantern. Is it moving? Uh, it is moving. It seems to be moving across the, the lawn. I'm going to shout, Sir? Good sir? And there's no response. I'm going to jog at a moderate pace towards him. Towards the light. Shouting, Hello? Okay, so you're going to enter onto the, the courtyard. Rose, are you going with him or are you staying? Yeah, no, I don't want to split up. <laughs> okay, I'm going to ask both of you to roll an endurance for me, please, as you step into the blizzard. The blizzard? What? It's mm-hmm. snowing heavily. It has been snowing heavily for a long time. Okay, two. I've got a zero. So you've got a fair and a mediocre. Rose is going to help, is going to hold you back a little bit here because you're trying to sort of make it across this place, but as you step into the storm, it's like as you step out of the, this cloister, even that, that's that bit of shelter that, that was there, just completely stripped away and there is absolutely freezing wind. And the snow in places is deeper than it seems. And so in helping Rose, you are uh, slightly slowed down. And the light vanishes from sight. It wasn't moving quickly, but it was just... You look you look down, you're helping your, your sister, and you look back up and it's gone. Okay, I um, sort Rose out. Let's just, let's just go back. <laughs> yeah, we head back into the closet. Who wants to make me... I don't want to say alertness again. Who wants to... So who wants to roll me a, a, a survival? I don't have anything in that, do you? Nope. But I'll roll it anyway. Okay. Zero. <laughs> Mediocre, okay. Uh, you, you do manage to sort of backtrack your way across, you know, leaving a deep furrow through this snow. It's like, you know, it's, it's about well, a foot and a half deep, this snow. And you are you are able to get back to your rooms, but you are chilled to the bone. I mean, it was not a good idea to come out without sort of putting your travelling clothes on and maybe some boots and all that sort of stuff. This is uh, it was almost a wilderness in the centre of the school here. <laughs> and you're each going to take a point of physical stress. Okay, I'm that. I've gone to three points of physical stress now, so... I don't know what I'm at because there's no way to mark it. <laughs> I know my maximum is three. My maximum Let's is say I'm two. down to one. I was already on two, so I've gone up one, so... What does that mean? You were already on two physical stress? Yeah. Where was the physical stress from? From before. Through the door. Uh, you know, when we got trapped. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, no, that's that's my fault. Um, you rested, so that went away. Ah. Okay. I'll just be on one physical stress then since we had the rest. Sorry, that's my fault. It's just I can't mark it down or anything. <laughs> so it's no, perfectly fine. I'll come up with a way of doing this for the sequel. Okay, so getting back into your room. Um, you know, you both actually go into the same room. You, know, you want to see that these are okay. And as you go in, the clock starts chiming, and it chimes once, it chimes twice, it chimes three times, it chimes four times, and then it's silent. And you realise that, having just arrived, and come to your room. Straight back out again, heard a sound, investigated, and gone back to your room. It is now 4am. And we'll end there. Fate is owned and distributed by Evil Hat Games. Story is adapted from the stage play of The Mist in the Mirror by Ian Kershaw and Kevin Shaw, adapted from the novel by Susan Hill.
Music was Matilda and Claude by Louis Barabbas and the Bedlam Six. Any questions, comments, anything you want to get in touch with us about, please get in touch. Swordnutradio at gmail.com. That's swordnutradio at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. So what do you reckon? I'm interested in it, yeah. What do you think to the system as well, to like the, the, the fate system itself? It's alright, actually. Uh, I'm quite enjoying it. It's just, it's, it's a different mechanic that I'm, that I'm, that I'm used to. Yeah. I mean, um, it's... I, I, I wanted something that would get out of the way, is the thing. How do um, you mean? The, the, I wanted a, a system that would um, not be overburdenous with mechanics. That it's, it's more about, you describe what it is you want to do. That's it. And that generally is the mechanic. So aspects are, he's frightened. Um, so if you want to take advantage of an aspect, so like, like for example, when you're talking about the guy, when you're saying like tap an aspect, whatever, you're taking advantage of the situation. If there, is there, it's like you look at the scene, is there something here I can use to my advantage? And that's the aspect. So you can guess them as well. So, um, you can guess what aspects people have and try and tap those aspects to get advantages. Um, and you can you can like you can actually find them out as well. Um, you know you, you can actually use your skills to find out people's aspects, or you can give them aspects. So you gave that guy um, intimidated, yeah. but he already he already had the nervous aspect. Um, he had he had some others as well, but so for example, like the shopkeeper, he had the aspect of um, <clears throat> uh, a man's reputation is everything. You know, he had an aspect that, that would say, um, some of these things I don't really think about until they're, they're sort of needed, but I mean, like, just thinking about his character, I don't need to like list out the things, I just think about his character and those things become aspects. If you can guess them, um, you know, he was a widower, for example, all that sort of stuff. Um, so if you can think of some way that gives you an advantage and you name the aspect that's there and it's in line with what I'm thinking, you know, I'm never going to shift the goalpost for you. Um, no. so it, it's like, you can then use that spend a fate point and get the plus two or get the reroll or whatever. Um, you can also get, say, let's say, um, you know, like an inspiration uh, where yeah. we use it for a reroll. You can spend your inspiration for someone else to get a reroll. You can do that as well in fate. Like they, they literally have taken that from fate, where um, if if you've got an aspect, say, um, say Rose, you've got an aspect of I'll follow my brother. Um, you could use that. Say you know, if he fails anything, you could just use that and say like I've got his back. You know, uh, I follow my brother. I'm going to spend a fate point, and he can re-roll that. Okay. Oh right. Okay. Um. Pretty yeah. It gets Thanks complicated when you get into combat. Uh. Well, you know, uh, it didn't really come up. There were situations where you're trying to help, uh, and trying to, and and what what you should be trying to do is find ways to put aspects on scenes that you can use. Ah, right, okay. Yeah. Um, so, right. I don't know if those... Um, if you can save those character sheets, I don't know if you, if you can see Yeah, them. I've taken a picture of it. Yeah, cool. Awesome. So we can we can do it next time, or, you know, um, if it's in person, I'll have character sheets that we can write out, because they're much better than those. I'll look Awesome. Um, do you need to get away, Mike? Yes, I do. Sorry, guys. No worries. Right, it has then. been a lot of fun.
It has been here. Um, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Alright, and you? See you. See you. See Mike? Mike, are you muted? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 um, shit. Oh, I've just spent like a few minutes, or well, a few, good 20 seconds I just split, uh, describing. Um, <laughs> One Victor Brick. Wait. What? Victor? How is that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure where you're pulling that from either. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I think we've tapped something quite deep in Mike's psyche. <laughs> so. Oh, hang on. What's, what's going on there? Sorry, I just shifted a bit. Oh. <laughs> was, that, was that really loud? That was a bit loud, yeah. Okay, I'm trying not to move. <laughs> Um, so I'll try not to breathe. <laughs> if you could do all this psychically, that'd be great. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, I shouldn't say okay because that's not a thing. It chimes three times. A lady. Uh, I'm sending through a different link for um, a PDF character sheet, uh, which should be a lot easier. It fits on one page than the last one I sent you. Oh yeah, sorry, I'm screaming for all this now. Did you, uh, you only need the, of, of what I sent you previously, uh, you just need that dice roller, forget about the character sheet thingy, it's a bit too complicated. Okay. Also that dice service, it looks very complicated. I'm sure they could do something with that to make that a lot simpler. Um, well, it's very simple for us because all you need is, um, if you go down to all the buttons, it's the bottom right hand button which is 4DF. Cool. If you hit that once, it'll mess with your screen a bit, make get things where you want them. All you need now is that roll button, and that's it. You don't have to do the option for if success is great or equal to or no. No. Just just hit 4DF and you can either just keep hitting 4DF or you can use the, the roll button. Um and it should okay. give you a different set of four dice with a plus or minus or um a blank side. Cool. And above it'll give you um, what your what your aggregate total is. So you sort of roll it, and it'll say minus one plus zero plus zero plus zero is minus one. Okay. Yep. Okay, I'm going to get you a thing, which is the ladder. There we go. So fate is a game where you just roll those, and basically you've got loads of stats that say they're descriptive. They just say what skills you are good at, um, great at, fair at, or average at. Um, it's all pretty simple. So I've sent you a picture of the ladder for fate. Um, so you'll see that uh, it starts at terrible, which is a minus two, and goes up to legendary, which is plus eight. In reality, you can actually roll above those and below those. And everything is based on that. So if you want to do something, I'll figure out what kind of effort is needed. So a fair effort, a great effort, whatever. Some of those will be opposed against NPCs or whatever. And basically, you look at your skill and say, well, I've got a superb in that. and I'm going to roll my four fate dice, yeah, and an even, so it doesn't change, so I get superb. But right, okay. the person I'm rolling against, or I, I reckon it would take a fantastic effort, means you don't get it. If I thought it was a fair effort and you rolled superb, well, you, you got a, a decent thing there. Okay? There shouldn't be much combat in this, hopefully. <laughs> there will be a little bit, and we'll go through it when it gets there, uh, but it's entirely up to you. So your characters, if you look on that character sheet, mm -hmm. uh, Mike... Your second name is Monmouth. So uh, decide what your first name is. 
And it's we're, uh, talk, we're talking sort of Victorianish. Uh, what? How do you spell the uh, my last name? M O N. Yeah. M O U T H. In fact, uh, Alex, uh, you are also a Monmouth. You are going to be brother and sister, twins. In fact. So that character sheet you said not to use. I've sent you another one in the Skype chat. Oh yeah, I can see it. It's like the official thing there. Okay, uh, you don't need a description. Your refresh is eight. This is how many fate points you get whenever you refresh. In practice, though, we're only going to have one session, so you're only going to have this amount of fate points to spend. We'll go over that later. Mm-hmm. In fact, let's let's go through the story of your of your characters. Uh, let's say, okay. So uh, we're going to break my first rule of RPGs, and that is no more no orphans. And uh, right. you are you are both orphans. You were orphaned at the age of about five, so you can't really remember your life before then. And you were sent um, to live with friends of the family in Africa. So you were um, in. Um, I'm trying to figure out where it was you were. Hang on a second. You are you are you were actually sent to Nigeria to live with friends of the family. So, you know, well-to-do friends of the family. Uh, you, know, you were never mistreated. You were, you know, you were looked after. But you just weren't family, family. Do you know what I mean? Um, they did, they did raise you. Um, and there, there were nannies. There were, you know, resources to be had. But it wasn't really what you'd call a, a family environment. You know, you, you were, you know, our family plus these two people. Uh, what happened one day was you were rooting through the the library, the sort of fairly substantial library, you you found a book by a guy called Conrad Vane, which opens you up to the idea of of travel. It's basically his his account of travels uh, throughout the world. You know, um, so you know, Ceylon, Kenya, India, going all around the world, meeting various peoples and um, describing them and, and having adventures and that. And you were were caught up with this and decided, you know, sort of got fairly obsessed with the idea of travel. And as soon as you were old enough, got to the stage of of thinking, I want to do this. I want to go out and have a life of adventure and um, and do all this sort of stuff. And and you were both kind of of a mind of this. Up until now, what you've been doing is, so yeah, you've been traveling the world in this guy's footsteps, and that is going to inform your decisions now. Okay. Okay. I'm going to be a bit restrictive on these because there's there's a it's horror, so I need to kind of limit what what happens so that the plot can happen. So your high concept. If you go into aspects, mm-hmm. now aspects describe your character. They also give you mechanical benefits. So for example, if you're rolling to do anything whatsoever, and you say, um, uh, but my aspect is. I have, you know, I'm a gentleman adventurer, so I should be able to overcome this kind of thing. Well, you get to add a plus two. You get to spend a fate point to tap the aspect, and you can you can do a couple of things with that. So aspects allow you to to they're they're there to be tapped to be used. So what you, you what you would do is say, um, okay, you kind of make your roll first, or if you feel like you you still you know you really need a boost anyway, you just do it beforehand, but. Let's say um, you are 
walking through a desert or something, and I want to, you to make a survival roll, and your skill in survival is actually just fair, which is a plus two, and you think, you know, to find water or something, this is going to be a, a huge, you know, to order to, to keep going in the right direction, it's going to be a good effort or a great effort, and you think, ah, uh, am, am I am I confident on that? Or you roll and you don't make it. You can then say, but I'm a gentleman adventurer, and I'm going to tap the aspect, spend a fate point, and I get to re-roll or add a plus two to my results. All right. Okay. So that's that's what that's what your aspects are. Okay. But they come off of of beauty. So for in your high concept, I want you to write um, lady adventurer or gentleman adventurer. Mm-hmm. What do we what do we decide on names? Cecil. Cecil. Cecil Monmouth and Rose. Yep. Cecil and Rose. Cool. Okay. Can you see my uh, shared screen? Okay. Uh, hang on a second, because I've got, I've got this thing up. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I can see it. Cool. All right. Mon thingy, Monmouth. <laughs> <laughs> you are you are of independent means. You're not greatly wealthy, but you are of the sort of means where you could go, I like this area, I'll buy it. Right. You know, but you wouldn't be able to do that twice. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, if you wanted to settle down somewhere, you could do that. If you wanted to buy a horse, you probably could, but it would cut into your uh, savings quite a bit. Um, you don't really have a job. You know, uh, you know, you are both of of the sort of class where you're not ex- you're not expected to do a job at work. Okay, you're not expected to have a trade that would be beneath you. And you're rolling in high society, but you're not landed gentry. You know, you're not nobles. Um, and you're not sort of. Uh, you don't have money coming in. Basically, you you know what money you've got is what money you've got, and you can invest that. You can do stuff with it. So you have resources already. Um, but you have a history as well. So your trouble is going to be something to do with that life of seeking adventure. It's going to be something to do with um, you know, not being able to say no to a good, to a good story or um, always getting a bit too involved or... Uh, Sucker for a pretty face. Yeah, that, that could do it, you know. Um, uh, but you, you decide what your trouble is, uh, both of you. Um, and then we'll go on to the three sort of main aspects. So your, your high concept is who you are. Your trouble is basically your character flaw. Um, and it's, it's, it's the thing that leads you into trouble most often. Um, it might even be, if you want something from the story, it might be um, obsessed with Conrad Vane or something like that. This this man whose who's book you've been travelling in its way. Can you only have one trouble, or can you have multiple? Uh, you can have one trouble. But this is this is your defining thing: is what gets you involved, what gets you, what gets you going. Because one of the things about the aspect is, I can tap them as well, and I can say, uh, you know, I can compel you to do something by giving you a fate point. And say, or you know, it's an offer. And what I can do is, I can I give you a fate point and say, but you love a good mystery. Yeah. How about you do this? Now you can refuse that by giving me a fate point back. Okay. Right, okay. So um, if you add eight fate points and I said, here's a ninth fate point, you know, because you love a mystery, you quite want to go down into that dark cavern uh, with sounds of flesh being ripped apart. Then you could you could go for it, take the fate point, and and go with it. 
or you could say, um, no, I don't want to do that. I'll go down to seven fate points, you know, and and we'll we'll ignore that compel. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So your other aspects, one of them has got to be something about your sibling. So both of you. So Alex, have you decided on a on a trouble? Not yet, no. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um. So both of you are looking for this Conrad Vane character, and one of the things you've decided on your on one of your many travels and you face many perils together and whatever is that then it kind of needs to be a point to all this. So you've you've come up between you that you're going to um, write a book. And that's that's what's going to make your fortune. That's what's going to uh, set you up for life. Hang on, my trouble is I have to follow my brother everywhere. So you are loyal to you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So of your of your other aspects, one of them is going to be something to do with your travels, something to do with your siblings, um, something to do with this this story that you're on. And we'll we'll, we'll come up with two, and you two should come up with them between you, because this is. Maybe an adventure you got into uh, together and you learnt something from it. Something that's formed you, you know, as you've as you've travelled. So okay. I, I I would I would lean towards things that um, either bring you together or set you at odds, or something that gives you your approach. So you know maybe you learn it's best not to look before you leap, um, kind of thing, or that you know that sort of stuff. Um, it doesn't have to be sensible, it doesn't have to be powerful, it just has to be something you think you picked up in the course of your adventures. So let's, let's go with that. How about my love for mysteries tends to get me into a lot of trouble, which you end up having to bail me out. It's now a, like a, a thing now that I'll get in trouble, you always have to bail me out. Uh, so your aspect is my sister will... that. So So your aspect in that sense would be uh, my sister will bail me out. Yeah. Yeah. Well... Or my sister has my back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Regardless of the situation I've uh, put myself in. Yeah, so you've got Rose has my back. Yeah. So, Is that in? Right, yeah, yeah. yeah, where you are now. Yeah, just yeah. That, that third box. Alex, um, maybe something that you've picked up over the course of your adventures? I have a cavalier attitude towards stiff undergarments. <laughs> a cavalier attitude, okay. Which can land me in trouble with um, the Western culture, I reckon. So is that so is that going to be your trouble? Um, no, that was um, I'm loyal to my brother. To that point, there it's about. Yeah, okay. So, so your trouble is too loyal to my brother. Yeah. You've got uh, maybe picked up foreign customs. Okay. What gone native? <laughs> okay, yeah, gone native. Neither of you have ever been to. Neither of you have ever been to Britain before. Okay. During the course of this, uh, as we start, you're going to be coming back to to Britain to London to start your research into Conrad Vane the Man, because you've got his book, but it only really tells you about the end of his life when he was doing all this adventuring. So you want to find out more about him to to, to write in your book. We need another aspect. And that aspect can be sort of a way that you found to deal with problems, let's say. Just on a side note, have you read that book I've just posted? Hang on. J.J. Abrams. 
I'll uh, bring it. Or uh, if you haven't read it, I'll bring it on Thursday. Have a look at really good. It's J. Dan. J. J. Abrams uh, was sat in like a airport and he, he found a book with a load of notes in uh, he left on the on, on the seat and he came up with an idea of um, how a book should be written. How I'll I, 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 I just bring it. It's easier to show you, but really, really fucking good. Fair enough. So it's like three stories going on. There's like the person who's read it, the person who's reading it, and the actual story in the book. And it's like a, a, a mystery between all three. And they're, it's all written in in like notes on the page and stuff. It's, it's really good. Mm. Um, I am going to link to... Bear me a it sounds like uh, this. So. Hang on a second. I'm going to link you to... Um, one of my Game of Cards lead things, so you'll have some prompts. Okay. Last page. Spirit of the Century, character tropes. Yeah. Uh, Spirit of the Century, and you want the skills there, academics, alertness, art, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Those are just descriptions on what exactly they are. It's, it's general skills that you mm-hmm. might use to, to do almost anything. Some of the things might seem like a little bit of like maybe rapport versus empathy, but um, we can go over those. Uh, but they're, they're all exactly what they, they seem to be, really. So be thinking about your aspects. Aspects are important. I think mysteries would be a good one for me. Seems my love for mysteries. Drive, maybe. Yeah have, yeah, have a look at your aspects. I think it's it's tied to a story, something that happened to you. Uh, it's something that you've learnt, something that you that you're is a standard operating procedure, for example, or um, an attitude that you have. This is sort of the defining things of your characters, the aspects of your characters, in, in a very literal sense. Okay. All right. So, where do you want these aspects to get more these skills to go? All right. So, the aspects you need one. You need at least one more aspect um, to round out your character. So, so what is what is that aspect going to be? So that's that's for both of you. So you need um so you need your high concept, your trouble, and then at least two aspects. Those two aspects are things that you're gonna be tapping in order to gain an advantage, gain a re roll, stuff like that. So okay. maybe think about that. So think things that would help you. This is gonna be hard enough without uh, without having loads of flaws that I can uh, exploit. Um uh, are we having trouble with aspects? Um not really, I'm just trying to word word it correctly. Well, well, tell me what you've got, and we'll we'll see. Um, I think one of my aspects, because for my love of good mysteries, I, I should be I, think I have a keen eye, but I don't know what a keen eye for something. Like, for uh, what though? Uh, a nose for a lead. Yeah, yes. Okay. But I'm trying to like fit it in with the words. That are there, like investigation, intimidation, science, and stuff. So. Well, no, you don't have to. Don't have to look at those things because we'll we'll look at your skills later. Okay? Oh, right. if, if you want to be good at uh, you know, being observant, um, then you can put alertness in at great. You know. Right. Okay. Okay. So don't don't worry about too much about skills. This is stuff that could help you with almost any skill. Think about maybe. Ah, right, right. Okay. Yeah. okay so aspects. Alex. I put unafraid of challenge. Okay, unafraid of a challenge. Awesome. Yep. 
So what are, what is roll me through your all of your aspects so far? Uh, overly loyal to the brother, dominator. Okay, so we can put another aspect. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, um, so we can put another aspect in later if you want, or we can put one in now if you've got an idea. Um, but anytime you want to add that third aspect to the bottom. So you've got your high concept, your trouble, and then you've both got two aspects, and we can put a third in later afterwards, if you like. Mm-hmm. But you don't, you don't have to. So, skills. So now we're looking at that Spirit of the Century cheat sheet. On that skills matrix that you've got, you'll see that some of them are in bold and some of them are greyed out. Um, basically, you need to have something in each one of those bold outline boxes, so it's, that's you know, you can't have, um, say, two goods and one fair and then spend the points on having an extra grey. You can't do that. You've got to have this pyramid-type structure. So your endurance is going to give you um, extra physical stress ability, so you get, get more physique. Um, your mental stress is going to be your resolve. Um, so if you have... So you've got, two, you've got two in those already. Let's say you had... Um, uh, plus, uh, let's let's say you had great um, endurance, so you would then put another two in those physical stress boxes. Or if you had great resolve, you'd put another two in there. Okay. Um, so this is why that's why the first two are in bold and the, the second two are in uh, are grayed out. So if you had, if you had great endurance as well, you could take two consequences. Basically, you, f- you fill up those stress boxes and they go away at the end of the scene. But if you spill over, then you have to get a consequence, okay? And then you you, sort of, you reduce your physical stress by a couple to take a consequence. So if your physical stress is at four, um, and you take another, and that that's that's your limit, and then you take another two physical stress. Then you get a mild consequence that takes two away, goes into that. If you take another four stress, it goes into a, mod- a moderate consequence. Six stress is severe, so a mild might be. A mild is basically for that scene, um, and we'll be on we'll be on the next scene. Um, okay. So you might have a, a sprained ankle or something like that, and whatever. But you know, it's it, it works out narratively. Um, a moderate consequence would be something that is going to bug you for a little while. So you might have. Um, uh, so you might you might have pulled a you might have pulled a muscle, let's say. Uh, severe would be something like um, it's, it's going to, or 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 maybe even to the so moderate would be maybe even to the extent of um, a, a fracture. A severe would be something that stays through the entire rest of the of the session for the rest of the campaign essentially, and is like a broken leg or you know whatever. Um, mental stress is you're talking about being frazzled. You're talking about being um, unable to do things, and you would you would have penalties from that. So, um, what do you want to be the best at? So, what do you want to be great at? Just generally in life, you know, in in this character's life. I already started a little bit, so I've put um, gambling. Gambling. Okay, awesome. So you are you're a card sharp and stuff like that. Um, basically, if you don't have anything in a skill, then it's mediocre, it's a zero, whatever. 
and that's where most people are. An average is uh, is that you've done it enough to know what it is, so you just get a plus one. Um, but a great, you're looking at you know is that, that you know this is something you could make a living out of. You know you, you know maybe this is how you paid your way. Yeah. Um, I thought I thought as well maybe having it as the great skill, I'd be able to look at a situation and weigh up the odds a little bit. Or would that be something I have to put in the aspect? That would be an aspect. So, okay. Um, All right, I'll have a So maybe that aspect could be um, just be gambler. Yeah. Okay. I get rid of that unafraid of challenge thing. Well, you can, no, you can have, you can fill in your last aspect. That's okay. fine. Yeah. So you're quite a gung ho lady. You know, you saw, you saw the independence that various women had in Salon or wherever it was, and yeah. went with it. Awesome. So you sort of spent some time with a matriarchal tribe in, in the jungle. Well, she's an adventurer. She's not going to be like a little oh, yeah. scared little bookshy lady. Absolutely. Um, Mike. Um, so, okay, so Alex, yeah, let's, let's go through your skills. Um, so, great is going to be gambling. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, what but do you want to Resolve be? is good, yep. but I've not got any further. Resolve is good, okay. Um, add, so you're going to have three mental stress available to you. So what else is good? You've got resolve in there. Put down some ideas, but I've not, like, put them into a I've got like um, academics, endurance, and contacting. Okay. Uh, let's see. I'm having trouble um, telling the difference between like contacting before and um, there's, there's another one that sounds empathy. They all sound they'd be pretty similar. Okay, let me have a look at this thing here. Um, Rapport is chit-chat, first impressions, um, opening up conversation, and it's a part of your social defence as well. So if someone's trying to um, gain something from you, it's your rapport, is your defence from that. What are the other ones? Empathy. Yeah. Empathy is reading people, being a shoulder to cry on. It's Again, it's a social defence, uh, and it's the initiative uh, in social combat as well. So if, 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 if we decide that we need a social combat, then you decide initiative by empathy. So it's how well you sense other people. Rapport is how much you you impose, um, you know, a, a condition upon people. You know, how much you you go to them. Empathy is how much they come to you. If you know what I mean. Okay. Uh, contacts, gathering information, getting tip off, knowing people, and being able to get rumours. Okay. Yeah. Is that is that enough? Do you need to... No, that's fine. Then. Okay. So what have you got in your good there? Uh, resolving contacting. Resolving contacts, and uh, what about fair? You're going to have three things in fair. I'm going to pop my endurance in there. In fact, you're going to have four mental stress. You're going to have four of those, and you're going to have three physical stress. So that's fair. What else have you got in fair? I'm going to put um, investigation in there. Cool. You stick whatever you want then in average. And Mike, tell me what you're putting in great. What are you great at? Investigation. Investigation. All right, cool. What are you good at? Science and resolve. Science and resolve. Excellent. Okay. Uh, fair. Uh, resources. Mm-hmm. Deceit and empathy. Okay, cool. And average. Uh, average rapport, drive, athletics, and guns. 
guns. Okay. Um, brilliant. Okay, so we are there. Now, stunts. Alright, so we want a stunt that's tied to your great skills. So, so what was, what was, uh, it was gambling and, what was, what was yours, Mike? My great skill was investigation. Investigation, okay. So, investigate. Here we go. Uh, okay, stunts. Uh, intention to detail. You can use investigate instead of empathy to defend against deceive attempts. So what others discover through gut reaction and intuition, you learn through careful observation and micro expressions. Uh, you can have eavesdropper. So a successful investigate role to create an advantage by eavesdropping on a conversation. You can discover or create one additional aspect on that thingy. So um, aspects apply to the scenes as well. So the aspect of a scene might be dark and cold or anything like that, and then you can apply an aspect to it. Say with that skill, eavesdropper, you could say um, uh, un sort of the aspect on this scene is that um, they are unaware, or the aspect on those people where there's you know, the, uh, uh, unguarded conversation would be an aspect. You can tap that aspect to get yourself um, a roll or a plus two. Uh, there's the power of deduction. Once per scene, you can spend a fate point and a few minutes observation to make a sp uh, to make a special investigate roll, representing your potent deductive, sorry, deductive facilities or faculties. God, can't read. For each shift uh, you make on this roll, so each um, step up on on the ladder you make on this roll, you discover or create an aspect either on the scene or the target of your observations, although you may only invoke one of them for free. Okay, Some aspects you get to invoke for free, some you have okay. to spend a pay point for. So, um, do you want attention to detail, eavesdropper, or power of deduction? Uh, I'll have power of deduction. Okay, so that's a stunt. So your refresh is going to go down by one. Um, what's your good skills? Mine is science and resolve. Uh, strength from determination. Use will instead of physique on any overcome rolls representing feats of strength. So anything you do in the feat of strength to overcome an object or an obstacle, you could use uh, resolve instead of um, might. Or... Okay. Yeah. All right. If you want that. There's also hard-boiled. You can choose to ignore a mild or moderate consequence for the duration of a scene. At the end of the scene, it comes back worse, though. So it goes it comes back to the next level. Uh, or, hard-boiled. Uh, Okay, so basically, well, that that can bite you in the arse. So if you've got a mild consequence and you ignore it for that scene, it comes back as a moderate one. So you ignore the um, the strain in your shoulder, or that becomes a pulled muscle that's then going to affect you for the rest of the story. Yeah, it's fine. All right, it's to make things a bit a bit interesting. Aren't it? Okay, cool. So your fate, your refresh goes down to six. Bastard. These all cost a fate point. Oh, can I, can I choose to have these or not? Or do I have to yeah, no, you can choose them. You can choose. Okay. Okay, uh, what was your other... The science? Yes. Um, so I don't have the Spirit of the Century book here, so I'm just sort of making it up. Um, oh. So that'll be law. Here we go. So you can have... I've read about that. Uh, you've read hundreds, if not thousands, of books on a wide variety of topics. You spend the fate point to use law of uh, use science in place of any other skill for one role of exchange, provided you can justify having read about that thing. Uh, the Shield of Reason. You can use science as a defence against provoke attempts, um, providing justifiability to overcome your fear through rational thought and reason. Specialist. Choose a field of specialisation. So some, some science. You get a plus two to all science roles relating to that field of specialisation. 
so have a think about that. Um, so any stunt you have will cost you a fate point in your refresh. Yeah, I'll have Shield of Reason, but yeah, definitely. Okay, so your refresh is now five. All right, Alex, do you want to um, have a stunt related to your gambling? I'm just going to pick these from a various loads of things. So uh, you've always got a way out. So always a way out. You get plus two on rolls made to create an advantage when you're trying to escape. Okay. Uh, well, that's that's up to you whether you want it. Um, yeah. No, I'm going to hear the answer. Like, what's, what's the limit? What's the... I don't, okay. I don't um, <clears throat> every stunt you take... Yeah. Is going to drop your refresh, so your your pool of fate points is going to drop by one. Okay. Uh, this one is uh, so always got a way out. Is plus two on rolls made to uh, create an advantage when you're trying to escape a location. So creating an advantage means that you put an aspect on the situation that says uh, back doors unlocked or something like that. You know that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you spend a fate point, tap the aspect, and go uh, and use that. You could have see talk the talk so you can use gambling in place of contacts when you're specifically dealing with other gamblers okay how about uh let's go for contacts ear to the ground when someone initiates a conflict against you in an area you've built a network you haven't got any network sorry uh okay rumor monger you get plus two to create an advantage when you plant a vicious rumor about someone else maybe weight of reputation uh you could use contacts to create advantage based on uh, the fear generated by your reputation. Mm-hmm. What else are you good at? So what what are you what's what's your good skills? Uh, resolving contacts. So resolve. Um, you will have the same choice: uh, strength and determination, hard boiled, or indomitable. Use so strength and determination. Use will instead of uh, sorry. Use resolve instead of might. On any roles representing feats of strength, so it's just mind over matter. Yeah, I'll take that. What was it called? Strength from determination. What stunts have you got so far? Did you take any of those uh, other ones? Always a way out. Two yep. advantages in this game, and the strength from determination. Okay. So I'm down to six refresh. So you're down to six refresh. Do you want another stunt? Do you think you need another thing to do? Uh, well, read them through and then I'll... Uh, there's, there's three... For every single skill on there, there's three stunts, so it's... There's a oh, lot. Right. Uh, so you, you gen- generally stunts let you use a skill in place of another, or give you an advantage, give you sort of a boost to be able to, um, do something else. So, um, so to create, so give you, so they might give you a boost to create a, uh, to create an aspect on a scene or on a person. So if you're gambling, um, you could say, I want to use my gambler thing to create, um, or use my alertness. Sorry. It's, uh, so alertness would be, um, to see if there's any marked cards there, but you would might use your, you might have a, uh, a feat, for example, um, that would, sorry, a, a stunt that lets you use gambler. So, you know, always figuring the odds, for example, that would be a good one. Um, I can use gamble instead of alertness. Um, you know, in, uh, in fact, yeah, you could just, in fact, yeah, let's have that. At least one a day, or? As often oh, as you like. It's, it's, oh, yeah. yeah, I'll take that one. But there's a when to it. 
So when can you use? Because we're making this up. Um, so when can you use gambling instead of alertness? Uh, what what circumstances would let you do that? What was that one called? Or you just made it up? We just made it up. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's fine. I'll just I'll just put the result in no time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, if if you want to put that one in that says I can use gambling instead of alertness. In fact, just just to get in, we'll we'll just call it gambler's eye. And, uh, and that'll be it. So, so you can use gambling instead of alertness in things that involve people. So it's alertness like, oh my god, those rocks are going to fall. That's not going to help you. Uh, but it's when you're when you're dealing with people, you can use gambling instead of alertness. There we go. Thank you, Fred Hicks and Ryan Macklin, for writing a game that you can make your own stunts up with really easily. <laughs> Um, on that prompt sheet, they're like, it doesn't do all the, I don't write out all the stunts because there's loads, I just write out the formula. And the formula is like, you complete a sentence and it says, when I do this, I can do this because, or, you know, um, when this happens, I can do this because this. It's, yeah, and it's, it just, you just write a sentence and say, yeah, that's, that's me. Um, alright. So that I know where you are in things, you can go through We'll go through Mike first. If you go through your, just take me through your character sheet. Yeah, sure. I, uh, my name is Cecil Monmouth. My refresh is five. My high concept is a gentleman adventurer. My uh, my trouble is I love a good mystery. My other aspects are that Rose always has my back. Uh, my investigations always work out. Almost. Uh, I'm completely task focused. Uh, my skills are great. I have investigation. Good is science and resolve. For fair, I have resources, deceit, and, and empathy. Uh, for average, I have rapport, drive, athletics, and guns. My stunts are power of deduction, hard build, and shield of reason. And my physical stress is two, and my mental stress, oh, and my mental stress is two as well. Did you get all that? Awesome. Alright, uh, so where was your resolve in your skills? I don't know. And where was your endurance? Oh, oh sorry, uh, my resolve was in good. Mm-hmm. And I don't have any endurance. So your resolve is gonna be, your mental stress, uh, is actually going to be, uh, four. Ah, right, okay, they've, um, greyed out, you see, so I've, uh... Yeah, yeah. We can't change that on the sheet, but, uh, so you're gonna have four. So Alex, you want to take me through Rose? Okay. I'm playing Rose Monmouth. Um, she does have a real name, but only her brother knows it. Um, my high concept is Lady Adventurer. My trouble is that I am um, too loyal to my brother. Um, my other aspects are I've gone native. I'm unafraid of challenge, and I'm a born gambler. So the skills I've taken, I've taken gambling is great. Uh, good, I've got resolve and contacts. Fair, I've got endurance, investigation, and rapport. With uh, my average, I've got academics, sleight of hand, deceit, and alertness. Stunts, I've got always a way out, which is plus two advantage rolls when I need to escape. And one that was made up called Gambler's Eye, where I use gambling instead of alertness, like gambling skill instead of alertness, when in like social situations when people are involved. My physical stress, I think you said, is three, and mental was. Awesome. All right. 
Sorry, that was a bit of an info dump, wasn't it? <laughs> no, that's, that's cool. Um, that's exactly what we all need. All right, so, so that enables me to write things down and, and see what see what's what. All right. Okay, to recap your story, you are the Monmouth children. Your parents died when you were five. You don't really remember anything about your life in England. But you were shipped out to Africa, to Nigeria, to live with friends of the family who were well-to-do. Now, you had uh, an allowance, you had an inheritance, and you have come of age. And while you do like your family, in, also your, your surrogate family, in Nigeria, you decided that, you know, you, you never felt that you belonged there. You know, it was always that family and you two. And you were always in the thick of things together, you know, always the best of friends, because, you know, you didn't really feel like you had anyone else who you could trust. One day, in the library, you found a book that you didn't recall having seen before. Um, and about the same, same sort of time that you were discovering, you know, trying to, trying to figure out what to do with your lives, that you found this book and started reading it. It was a book uh, written by a man called Conrad Vane, who travelled the world, saw lots of things, saw lots of peoples, and you were uh, sort of became slowly obsessed between you about the, the, the life of this man and uh, the travels he had, and you thought this would be a great way to spend your formative years, your, uh, you know, your first rush of adulthood into the world is going to be this, this great adventure following the footsteps of Conrad Bain. Those travels took you to uh, Ceylon, to India, uh, to Kenya, uh, so around Africa, around, you know, all sorts of places. So uh, to Polynesia, you've, you, you know, you've been to a lot of places. Uh, some of them more civilised than others. And you have got to the stage where you are now considering what is it you're going to do with this? You know, you've had a, a good you know, five, six, seven years of, of travelling. And now you're thinking, you know, the money isn't going to hold out forever. You can't, you know, make a living doing this uh, forever. Even though, you know, you can make a living in gambling, you do lose some. But you're starting to think, you know, what should we do with all of this? You know, we've, we've, we've had these travels. What do we do now? And it occurs to you to uh, head back to England, where you will research the man himself. So you've had a lot of information about his travels, but not a lot about the man himself. And so all you've really got to go on is his writing style, which is always, you know, sensitive and uh, well-informed and seems to be that he cares deeply about the people that he meets and things like that. Okay. So you'd like to, to do some research on this guy and, is, and eventually publish a novel. Uh, or sorry, publish a, a manuscript uh, detailing this man's life from his early days all the way through to the end of his life. Um, and the travels that you had following him. And this, this will be something that you can, you can do. You know, feel like this is something that between you, you can make, you, you can make the, your lives doing this. Uh, and it would be a suitable method of income for your class. Just so I'm clear, while we've been on the, been on these advent, uh, these uh, travels, we've I'm guessing we've gotten into some scrapes and, and what Absolutely, have you. Yeah. That, you. You have known peril. Known peril, right? Okay, I'll be famous for anything. You are not. Right. Okay. Are we um, known in any kind of social circle for being, you know, a gentleman adventurer? Where, where have these tropes and aspects come from? Are they just something that's between us or? That's between you, and okay. 
I'm going to say that you haven't built up any weight of reputation because you haven't taken that stunt. So people aren't going to know you. And, and for a start, you've never been to England before. Um, not that you can remember. Obviously, you were there when you were up to five years old, but you don't know anything about that. You've okay. never had any contact with any family in England, any contact with anyone in particular in England. Okay. Uh, I am going to say that there are some uh, there are some things that you've set up and some appointments that you've made and some, you know, some contacts that you've made, but I'm going to spring those on you, okay? Okay. All right. 